560 WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, dial 567-0560 in Dade and Broward. In other counties, call toll-free 877-785-NEIL or pound 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not represent those of WQAM management, staff, or sponsors. Now, the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. Neil, God. You people are so, so damn bad that not only you have to be bought out by that bandit Patson, but if I wanted to buy some time on your station, I couldn't. You don't have real people at 75, uh, for, you don't have it on your regular number. I was asked to be a guest on one of your talk shows, or I think it's your AM, the WIOD. They won't even call me back to tell me what the name of the show is. I was on your station in 1964. I'm a sort of prominent guy in Miami. I buy time, and I influence people who buy time. And if you people can't get it together to be a better radio station, and if you were in a Conrad station or an EBS station, I suggest that you take your damn frequency, which my grandmother's friend Jesse J put on the air in 1926, <laughs> and you turn the damn thing off and get out of the business. You people ought to be ashamed of yourselves. My name is Roby Young, and the telephone number is a motel in Miami, room 13. You people ought to be ashamed. You shouldn't even be running that facility. And I used to be the boss of the damn thing in 19... And I ran the damn thing and I fired your ass. You are terrible. You have no credibility in radio. Now, damn it all to piss before I get on the phone to Patson, you get on the phone to me and you get me to take this back or I'm going to tell them a lot more if the sale goes through. But it will because you're doomed anyhow. Good luck to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll need it. That could have just as easily been to us, you know? Yep. As IOD. So Flea is here. How did it go yesterday? It was pretty painless. Who did the show with you? Um, Robert Walker was the producer, and I had AJ come in for a little bit just to bounce stuff off of. AJ? Yeah. He's the national sales assistant. What? He's, just, he's a friend in the building, so I just had him come hang out with me. Is he a broadcaster? Um, yeah, he's done broadcasting before on oh. FM. Scare the hell out of me. No. Couldn't have been like last uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, could it? No, it wasn't quite uh, like Whoa. that. Whoa. <laughs> Woo! I heard about a uh, combined total of about two minutes of that. Yeah, it's two minutes too long. You knocking those guys? No, they're great guys. Just not my cup of tea. What are you trying to say? They stunk the joint out last Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, here I am. I'm back. We don't have the Neil Rogers studio yet, and I have an email from Jolly Joe Bell about that, and he says, but a beep, but a boop, but a beep, but a boop, but a beep, 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 boop, boop, like that. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. But a beep, but a boop. Kind of like Vince, the ShamWow guy. Have you seen his um, slap chop? Oh, yeah, it's great. Well, you have seen the slap chop. Sure. Are you, are you slapping it or chopping it? Both. He is a strange guy. Do you know he's Israeli? I did not know that. His real name is Ofer Shloimi. S-H-L-O-M-I, Shloimi. He sounds like he's from New Jersey. Well, he is from Israel by way of Jersey, or the other way around. Anyway, we're back. We still have no studio. We still are a technical disaster. Just a disaster. And uh, Joe Bell says, ba beep ba boop ba power 96, and boop 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 beep 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 boop boop You know, cut the crap already, okay? Give us a studio. See, they don't even understand how it works. That, that's the thing that really kills me. They don't have no concept of how it works. The, and, and like a real radio show, as you know, before the show, 
like about 8.30, 8.45, I come in early, you come in a little early, and we confabulate and get the lay of the land and figure out what's going on and, and, and discuss stuff. Right. I'm so out of the loop, I have to ask you for a fax number to fax that stuff I sent you this morning. <laughs> I have no idea where to fax the um, talent sheet for the end of the month. Oh, don't worry about that. What do you mean by that? It well, I'll, I'll just keep using that one fax number you gave me. Yeah, it's Jen Pudsey. She's cool, though. Out of the loop. Out of the loop. You move into a new building. How about putting out some phone number? For example, last Monday, remember when the line dropped at 1 o'clock? Right. When you lost the line and you had to come on for 15, 20 minutes before it came back? Yes. So the obvious thing I start trying to do is is call the bat line so you could put me on here on the phone. Well, the, the bat line number is not the same either. Is it? No. Oh. And how am I supposed to know that? You know, it's one thing to be in a big-ass hurry to move into a new building. It's another thing to be prepared to uh, to operate in there, which they are not. They were not, and they are not. But you're in a broom closet, and I'm sure we'll survive. Yeah. Is the AC working in there this week or not? AC's working. The DCS is hooked up. The All only, right. The only thing I'm missing is the music, but I don't want to bother putting it in this studio if I'm going to be moving in a day or two anyway. If you're going to be moving in a day or two? Right. Boy, have you got a sense of humor. <laughs> How could you still be laughing after everything that's been going on? How, how could you still have a sense of humor? Well, they broadcast the U.M. baseball games from that room, so I've got to think that it's pretty close to being ready. Oh, so in other words, that's the criterion as to whether or not we're going to have a studio, whether they can do U.M. baseball in there? They did it already. Yeah. So I'm and guessing... And it worked, it went on the ear? Yeah, well, it went online. So, so what's the holdup? I don't know. What's the delay? Oh, sorry. Here's the poll from... Uh, is this... I don't know. Did you... I didn't do a poll. Oh. Which male actor alive today do you consider to be the most one-dimensional, not a bad actor, but the same character in every movie alive today? Well, I picked the right one. I voted for Joe Pesci, who's doing a bad Boca Brian imitation every movie he's in, with a bad Boca Brian wig. Joe Pesci, 170 votes. Will Smith, 124. Clint Eastwood, 102. Keanu Reeves, 84. Jeff Goldblum, 59. Well, if I just had a can of Raid... When he was in that movie, The Fly, I can't deal with Jeff Goldblum. He just gives me the willies. Yeah. Robin Williams, 39. Harvey Firestein, 37. Gay. Morgan Freeman, 34. Bill Murray, 28. And Wilford Brimley, it says Brimsley on here, I don't know why, 24. Is he still alive, Wilford Brimley? I believe so. Isn't he the one with diabetes? Yep. Diabetes. That's what he says, diabetes. If you got diabetes. Oh, speaking of movies, I saw, I watched two movies over the weekend. Okay which I've seen both before. Now, one movie maybe you never heard of, maybe you never saw. It's really very good. I recommend it highly. It's not a not a st you know spectacular movie, not a classic, but it's really good. The Neighbor with um, Rod Steiger. Don't think I've seen that. You never saw that where he plays the crazy doctor? No, I don't think so. Oh, my God. And the next door neighbor, she's pregnant, and uh, oh, wow. There's one scene, oh, I don't want to spoil it for you, where he's sticking the needle through her pubic, and it's Ooh. like she can see... On the, um, what do they call that? You know, the screen where they show the, um, or they're, they're showing you the baby and the fetus inside. Oh, the ultrasound? The ultrasound, right. And she can see that the needle he's sticking through her pubic is like uh, on the verge of, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Right. The neighbor with Rod Steiger. And then last night I watched, and don't ask me why, I watched it again from beginning to end. I don't know what this is. 
What's that music from? We got a winner. Requiem for a Dream. You haven't oh. seen Requiem for a Dream? I did a long time ago, yeah. Sarah Goldfarb. Mm-hmm. And there's something in there for everybody, man. There's uh, Jennifer Connelly, ass to ass. Yeah, she's pretty. And there's Jared Leto, although Jared, I think, lost an extra 10 pounds for that flick. Boy, he he looked like he had the skin pulled over his bones. I mean, just tightly drawn, you know what I mean? He's real thin now, too. Is he? Yeah, he's in a band, 30 Seconds yeah, to Mars. Yeah, he's got a band, right. They're actually pretty good, believe it or not. And doing very well. And I watched the movie you recommended last night, Doubt. Yeah, and how did you like it? I thought it was really good. Great acting on uh, both parts from uh, Seymour and from uh, the lady. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, yeah. So what what was your take? Did you think he was guilty or not? It definitely leaves doubt, that's for sure. I I was leaning towards, yes, he did something wrong. He diddled the kid. I think so. And she was just guessing. She was just taking a stab in the dark. Boy, she was a hard ass, huh? Boy, she was the... Na- Meryl Streep was so great in that movie. She was the nastiest bitch. If you didn't hate her, you just don't have hate in your body. Am I right? Yeah. She, she was, was great. spectacular. Yep. I'll tell you what I hate. I hate the fact that you're in a broom closet and we don't have a studio yet. Yeah. Another whole week has gone by and we still are... But a beep but a boop but a bop 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 beep 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 boop 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 boop. That's your buddy, uh, Jolly Joe. Bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. And he gave me some very bad news yesterday, by the way. Of course, Uh-oh. every time I hear from him, it's bad news. About the new rating system. Yeah. Do you know that they keep pretty much the overwhelming majority of people who are being sampled now? They're going to be sampled all year. That is true. They turn over around 10% is right. what I'm being told. So 90% of those bozos who don't listen to this show, wait till, wait till the audience hears the ratings. Did you talk about them? No, not really. This show, midday, we've reached rock bottom. Rock bottom. With a oh. 0.2 share in men, 2554, 0.2. So I can't make fun of any people anymore who get zeros like DA or D4 yeah. or like that. Because we got a zero if you believe that number. You sure. think anybody believes that number? I don't. And you weren't the no. only one to drop like that either. Bubba the Love Sponge went from a 7.2, men to 18 to 34, to a 1.6. Right. So which one's right? Does anybody believe that the numbers change like that from week to week, month to month? No. 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 And Paul and Ron went from what, like a 7.5 to like a 12.5 12, 12 or something? 12.5. Does anybody <laughs> believe that one out of every eight men, 25.54 in the morning, is listening to Paul and old Ron? I don't think so. They had a good book in the winter, but Jesus, 12.5 share? That, that's why Arbitron is getting sued in just about every market in the country. They're getting their ass sued. And rightfully so. This is the most bogus. But you know something? I don't want to, you know... All these years that we've had good numbers on this show, now we're going to have really, really embarrassing, minuscule, bad, invisible numbers for a long time. Because like we just said, they keep sampling the same people over and over again. Well, what kind of, what kind of science is that? I don't know. But you know what? Let me, let me answer, let me answer the questions about it this way. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop, 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 beep, 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 but a boop. Good God. The excuse makers. That's what we got. The excuse makers. So you're going to give me some phone numbers by tomorrow? Yes. For like accounting and like the bat line would be good, like in case we lose the line again and I need to call and you need to put me in on the phone. I can't take phone calls, by the way, even if I wanted to, for those who say, oh, the reason your numbers are so bad, you're not taking calls, you're reading those horrible emails. Well, guess what? If I wanted to take calls right now, I couldn't do it. You could put them on, but then I could. See, I don't don't play that game. Right. Because if you have no control... Then what's the point of doing it? Oh, first he says, Wednesday through Friday was awful with you guys out. Went to see George on Friday. He is such a nice guy. We took some pics and he gave me a big hug. 
I'm never washing my shirt again, says Fersky. That's my one email this morning since coming back on. Hmm. That's it. That's a medley of my email. Doesn't that make you feel warm and fuzzy? Oh, yeah. So you were at George's thing on Friday. He said there were a lot of people showed up. Yeah, it was pretty full. And? We had a good time. The, uh, the, the Hard Rock Cafe took care of us. George ate and drank for free. Listeners got, like, half-priced drinks. and, and Anybody food. bring George some uh, packages? I saw some things go in his hands. Couldn't exactly <laughs> tell uh, what it was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he seemed to be having a good time. And then he uh, called me on Sunday and thanked me. And, and we chatted for a little bit just to see how he was doing. Well, that's good. So he's doing okay. Because I don't have uh, the usual George email to start the show this morning. I do have a silly email from Joe Bell. You want to know what he says? Sure. Bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. That's what he said. Absolutely inexcusable, unacceptable, outrageous, outlandish. But nevertheless, we can't look back. We can only look forward. President Obama's tapped U.S. Circuit Judge Sonia Stottermeyer for the Supreme Court today, making her the first Hispanic in history picked to wear the robes of a justice. If confirmed by the Senate, Sotomayor, 54, would succeed retiring Justice David Souter. Two officials described Obama's decision on condition of anonymity because no formal announcement's been made. But he's going to make it this hour. In fact, they're all gathered there in the White House. Hey, and talks about her background. I mean, I and think... Jeffrey Tubin is uh, pontificating on CNN. He's another one going, but a beep, but a boop. A lot of that going around these days. But a beep, but a boop. You notice a lot of people saying that when you ask a question and you want an answer? Yes. Instead of getting an answer, you get a bada beep, bada boop. Like, like, like Santino in The Godfather. What do they say? Bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. So I'm recommending to you, if you like to doubt, the neighbor. It's, you know, it's, it's also um, chilling. I'll check it out. With Rod Steiger. He was so good. I think, you know, I, I know he was um, considered one of the great actors of his time, but still, he, uh, I don't think he got the credit he deserved. You agree with me, Rod Steiger? Yeah, he's good. Or was. Was. The pawnbroker. What else was he in? Well, we can Google it during yeah, the break. I'll find out. Listening to Neil Rogers. And we better be a lot more compelling if we want to get people listening. Let me check it right now. Compelling is the word. Oh, God. Ho, ho! Hey there, Clarence. How you doing? Hi, Joe. Hey, just handed George his papers today. Mm-hmm. Won't be seeing that little speak no more. Ho, ho! Mm-hmm. No, sir. Just a sea of white underpaid quizlings. Cutbacks, you know. Mm-hmm. We're losing our ass, but it's uh, it's not the sport. No, no, no not the not, sport. Not the sport. No, it's not the sport. Could never not, be the sport. No, of course not. <laughs> Which reminds me, I'm expanding the schedule for high school locker room gridlock. <laughs> so, uh, how's the marriage going, uh, Clarence? <laughs> you like teasing me with that, don't you? <laughs> Remember our corporate motto, Clarence. If you want job security, maintain format purity. Ho, 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 ho. You're next, by the way. What was that? Yeah, I said to have a nice day. Yeah. 1017 at 560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. So uh, there's one email here about yesterday. I did hear a, a minute or two yesterday, and I thought to myself, what? Uh, who's that screaming queen Yay. that's on with uh, Lee? Yeah. Jim Sarney says, tuned in yesterday only to hear Lee talking NBA talk with some queen. It was horrible radio, and if this is what will be on the air for half of the summer, God help us. God help us. The real reason I emailed, I'm, in talking to some of my sources, it's a done deal. Sid will be on QAM in the fall at some point in time. The word is he'll start doing two to four. Wonder if they told the big O he's being replaced. And when Mad Dog is done, he'll take over in the afternoons. Hmm. 
Makes sense that someone that got no number in the morning against Joe is going to find a number in the afternoon against Dan. Is Joe Bell for real? I've tried calling him, but he won't take my calls, says Jim Sarney. Well, off to get ready for the Belmont. Charitable man, take it to the bank. The Belmont is when? That's uh, like a week from Saturday? It's yeah, uh, three fifth, weeks after the Preakness. The 5th or the 6th, I guess? Of June. Yeah. Of something. And I wasn't talking about the NBA. I was making fun of the fact that all these guys all day are talking about, who's better, Kobe, LeBron, or D-Wade? I'm like, give me a break, Who cares? Man. Right, who cares? Exactly. Well, there's nothing else going on now. The, the Marlins are, uh, although they won, won, what, two in a row now, I think? Yeah, it's crazy. But they've been losing like crazy. They got walloped by Tampa a couple of times. I mean, just just walloped. They're not going anywhere. No. And then all this business about the new stadium. There there are no baseball fans in South Florida. What what does it take to prove to the uh, politicians and the public that it's not going to fly? There are a few thousand diehards, and they show up most of the games, and the rest of the public couldn't give a crap less. And especially to go down there, nobody wants to go there. Neurotic repetition, that's South Florida. Let's keep making the same mistake over and over again, kind of like this radio station. Let's take people who have failed everywhere else and put them on the air and see if we can't make them a success. Oh, they failed. What a surprise. Ron says, and, and you know, you all, you'd be amazed at the lack of email on there. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think that when I sat down here this morning after 33 and a half years that there'd be something, you know, like a whole bunch of emails saying, oh, gee, we're sure glad to hear you back, or why don't you retire already, you old fag, or something, you know. Something like that. Right. Not much. As South Florida again extends their love. Ron says, okay, okay, quit dancing. What the hell happened? Did they cut off your left or right nut? Did you have sex with Joyce? Did they find you millions? Acquiring minds want to know. Well, acquiring minds can keep guessing because we can't discuss it. Ron. Just as simple as that. We can't and we won't, nor do I have any desire to. And it's a good thing we can't take calls today because if we did, that's all they'd be talking about. Am I right? Absolutely. If I... What'd you say? Absolutely. If I wanted to take calls right now and do it the right way, I couldn't do it because we, uh, you know, well, the firewall is uh, this and but it but about all kinds of stories. And they got other priorities that are much more important. Power ninety six is a hell of a lot more important than the Neil Rogers show. Make no mistake about that. Okay. They got a hundred thousand watts Class C FM over there pumping out the crap. That that's what's important, not this garbage. Okay. Of course, they could have left this in the other building for an extra couple of weeks, but no. Hmm. You know, where everything worked and we knew all the stuff. Adam Oshmuck says, good to have you back. I hate Joe Bell even more now if that's e- possible. If that's even possible, he says. He hates you, Joe. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. Quit dancing. Oh, my God. Tafton Flamingo, Sheridan, 136th Ave. Four-way stop at Kennedy Park, Southwest 11th Street and Southwest 72nd Ave. <coughs> Pete the Chronic says they're having a feeding frenzy, the cops. And coming soon, they can pull you over just for not wearing your seatbelt. You do know that. Oh, yeah. Don't, it used to be that they'd have to have some other reason to pull you over, like you're speeding or you're you know, going the wrong way on a one-way street or something. Now, if they just uh, think you're not wearing your seatbelt, pull you over and you're screwed. Which is crazy, because I can ride a motorcycle with no helmet on, but I have to have a seatbelt on in my car. Oh, Leonardo. Well, I, I can't read his email. Those people want to refer to what happened last week. I can't read your emails, and don't waste your time. Sorry, Leo. And the answer to your last part of your email is, no, not, nothing has changed. I have no idea what's working, what's not working. I, I got no clue. You're in, a broom, you're in the same broom closet you were before. Right. 
Now, weren't we being peddled when we were in the other building that the Neil Rogers studio was going to be the first one to be done? That was the word originally. That was the word, Thunderbird, turd. Here's the poll today, and I guess I'm going to have to start putting together some real polls because I'm out of polls, including Charlie B's silly polls like this one. What's your favorite holiday? Isn't that a silly poll? Yeah. You know what I voted for? I voted for Purim because that's when the Homentagen are out. Hmm. I voted for Thanksgiving. 385 votes. Well, Thanksgiving, you got the wiener. Or no, Christmas is number one, 93, Thanksgiving, 87. People love Christmas best because they get gifts. Thanksgiving, 87. I hate holidays, 68. By the way, I figured out what the thing is with the new methodology with the ratings. Okay. All the goyim got them. I hate holidays, 68. What kind of attitude is that? I hate holidays. <laughs> there we go with that again. <laughs> the South Florida hate. Independence Day, 4th of July, 41. Halloween, 25. My birthday, 17. New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, 10. Kwanzaa, 5. Hanukkah, Chinooka, 5. Memorial Day, 5. Purim, 5. Must be some other homentation lovers like me. St. Patrick's Day, 5. Valentine's, 4. Oh, and the interesting thing with this rating thing that uh, just did, which I'll get to the numbers. Mm -hmm. And that is that at 10 o'clock, those people who were listening to Joe, the sports nerds, they turned over across the street, a lot of them, most of them. Didn't stick around. They don't want any part of this show. Right. And then at 2 o'clock, they turned back over, uh, some of them, to us. Or certainly at 4. Isn't that interesting? And we're stuck, we're stuck with that sample of people for uh, weeks and months and years. I, th I don't think it's going to fly. I think all these lawsuits are going to force them to, like, change their tune there at Arbitron. Mm -hmm. Valentine's 4, Father's Day 3, Cinco de Mayo 3, Passover 3, Russia Shona 2. Passover's on there again with another vote. Why is it on there twice, Charlie? Yom Kippur 1, Labor Day 1, Easter 1, and Mother's Day don't have any. Well, why the hell is that? I don't know. Oh, women, by the way, we had. You know what we had in women? Oh! Zero. I mean, there were a few, a, a smattering listening, but in terms of a share, we had oh, point. Oh, I just thought you might want to know that in case they give you like a pop quiz or something. Okay. Justin says, what happened to George? He got fired. Da, 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 da. That's what happened to George. He got fired and he ain't coming back. And we wish him all the best. Says, I've been out of town for a while. I like the new guy. He sounds hot and is more active in the show than George ever was. But is George is a staple, question mark. Well, not anymore he's not. He got stapled to the wall. You sound hot? Yeah, what does that mean? Justin, you sound gay to me. I guess Justin wants your body. You know, now that I think of it, Ofer Shlomi and you, I think, are the same person. Aren't you Vince from Shamwell? <laughs> yeah, you sound a little bit like him. And I love the way at the end of every infomercial, he kind of like leans forward, like into the camera, like in your face, you know? Yeah. You see this? You see this? You following yeah. me? He's strange. He's strange. Following me, camera guy? He's weird. But I, I guess he's outselling, uh, what's his name, the guy that screams and shouts? Oh, the uh, guy with the uh, goatee? The uh, OxyClean guy? Yeah, that guy. He's outselling him. Phil says, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but there will be no bonuses for high ratings this summer. No kidding, Phil. I tried three times to listen. I like listening to sports talk to the Jokers who replaced George. No can do. Your numbers will be awful because of this change. I guess he's talking about um, last Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Could be. Couldn't possibly be talking about you. No. He? Well, maybe. No. I'm not for everyone. That's for sure. Oh, Neil. 
Oh, I'm scared. 1031 at 560 WQM. Let's take a look at the schedule. That should be pretty scary. We got the big O two to four. So what do you think of those rumors about Sid? I don't know. Nothing would shock me at this point. No. Well, he failed badly across the street, so we ought to like him. And like George would say, it's going to suck and it's going to fail. Yeah. He's got a big mouth. I guess he's uh, told too many people that he's going to come in September 26th or something like that. Two to four. Hmm. We got the Mad Dog at Shula's four to seven. Dolphins tonight seven to eight, which is just absolutely the end of the world. And then eight o'clock we got uh, what? Basketball. Cavs at the Magic game four from ESPN Radio. I don't watch the NBA. I don't care about the NBA. I don't uh, read the scores. I don't. I don't care. I just refuse to care. You care about the NBA? Yeah, I like the NBA. Now, who? Who? Where did I hear? Um, it was one of those three days, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. I turned it on for a couple of minutes. I kept hearing. And, oh, yeah, and, that was ridiculous. What what day were you? heard it, too? Yeah, I heard it. They were talking about, would you take Shaq back if it only cost $5 million? Oh, blah, my blah, blah, God. Blah. One of these fictional things. Oh. Me and Shaq to bed we go, not... Has he still got that icy sleeve up his sleeve? He can't even say it, and he's doing the spot. That's the thing that kills me. He can't even pronounce it, and they pay him to do the spot for Icy Sleeve. And pay him well, I'm sure. I'm sure he's making a, a crap load of money. Careful now. I have three dump buttons now, so we're good. Don't be uh, going there, okay? Oh, sorry. See, we're, you and I are supposed to be able to chat before the show every day like a normal show, like George right. and I used to, and like you and I used to before we moved into the studio. But we can't do that. These, these people have got a death wish, I'm telling you. They've got a technical death wish. Oh, well, uh, Power 96 is, uh, takes priority, and uh, since we can do the show from that little broom closet, uh, you know, I'll let, I'll let you know. Okay, I'm going to hold my breath, Jolly Joe. I'm going to sit on the edge of my seat holding my breath to get an email saying, oh, on such and such a day, the Neil Rogers studio is going to be functional. Here's those ratings. Men 25 to 54 in the morning. Paul and old Ron had a 12.5 share. Anybody believe that? No. No. Coast was number two. Magic number three. WMIA. What? What is WMIA? I don't even know what that is. Oh, Mia. It's a rhythmic AC. Yeah, a lot what of Madonna. A lot of Madonna and stuff like that, and some old. They had 70s. a six. They were number four. Yeah. IOD was number five. Jimmy Syphilitic had a five point nine share. Nice going there, Jimmy. The right wing talkers, which is IOD, the sports nerds, and uh, Paul and Ron. That, that's who got the um, the uh, samplers. Mm-hmm. And then the slush stations like Coast and Life, the ones that are on like in elevator music, like in doctor's offices, things that people are exposed to but aren't really listening to. Well, you know what was weird that showed up for the first time ever is WLRN. Really? Yeah, NPR was like 10th in some demos. They were tied for 9th in the morning. Wow. WLRN, News Talk Information, 4.5 share. They never showed up before, and all of a sudden they're in the top 10. This, this whole thing is such an abortion. In midday, number one is the coast in men, 2554, with a 10.8 share. And number two is life with a 10.5. Almost even Stephen, almost tied. We were 25th with a 0 0.2. 0 0.2. Let me say it again. We had a oh. 0.2. 
That's from a 6.7 in the winter book, which covered three months. To April, all of our audience died. They went away. They hated us like poison. They just all abandoned us in April. Anybody buying it? No. Believing it? No. Is there any credibility to it? Uh, no. <laughs> Afternoon. Big, number one again with a 10.7 cheer. Big. Doc Reno. Suave. Radio Suave is number two in the afternoon, men 2554, with a 7.8. Radio Suave. How is that possible? The Coast is number three. Again, elevator music. EDR. IOD is number five in the afternoon with a 5.8. Oh, let's see. How did Rush do in midday? How did IOD do 10 to 3? Check Tied IOD. Ninth with check, a 4.7. What? Check IOD 6 to 10. Check Cephalus. I already told you, 5.9. You're not listening. I just got through saying that. It's ridiculous. I said, nice going, Jimmy Syphilitic. Still can't believe it, though. That's why it's not sinking in yet. That's Let me say it again. Horrible. The right-wing talkers, the sports nerds, they got the people with the uh, stuff, which we can't talk about. And I still don't understand that. Why can't we do that? Well, what's the big secret? Of course, if I was pumping out the kind of numbers that they are, I wouldn't want anybody talking about it either. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Bogus numbers, ridiculous, unbelievable numbers. And like I told your good buddy Joe yesterday when he called me, I said, you know, the 6.7 I don't believe, and the point two obviously nobody believes. You see what I'm saying? Somewhere in between. I mean, you know, when we get a big number, I'll take the kiss. Oh, don't say kiss. <laughs> I won't. I won't say kiss. I got more crap in this pile, man. These are all all these numbers, which Joe felt compelled to send me again. The Spirit of Christ compelled him to send them to me again, to kind of like rub salt in the wounds and then explain to me, oh, well, the same people are going to be sampled 90% or 85% month after month, year after year, forever. We're screwed. One thing about ratings on this show, we won't ever have to worry about them. You want to know why? Because we won't ever have any. There goes my unless, bonus uh, Unless money. they force them to go back to the diaries. What what was wrong with the diaries before? What was the problem? I don't know. Here's one. Oh, from the fake Anita Bryant. <laughs> she says, I had a love-hate thing with George Rodriguez. I don't have anything from George yet this morning. I hope he's okay. He was very pleased, I, I gather from what he wrote me, very pleased about the uh, turnout. Here's one from Frederick. It says, too bad we have anti-First Amendment organization, the FCC. What I was wondering was, what was that junk that was on last week while you were off? Oh, yes, I turned it off in a hurry, he says. I turned it off in a hurry. Here's one. says, thank God you're back, Uncle Leo. I was sure that this was Jolly Joe and the Beasley's final coup to get you out of there. And then he says some caustic things about you. Flea has been uh, very cooperative and very helpful. Let me say that to you. Like this morning when I needed that fax number. Yep. Because they sure as hell aren't giving me any information. I wrote an email to Clarence. Guess what he said? Nothing. He didn't even go, not even once. Not even once. Oh, this is what used to be Love 94 is MIA. Right. And Cheap Channel killed it off in December. WMIA. Wow. Phil says, regarding your fill-ins, they're all unlistenable. Sorry, Flea, just reality. Who was that queen you had on yesterday? That was AJ. 
Please don't put him on again. Okay. He sounds like a, a fruitcake. Screamer. Is he? I don't know. Well, uh, I see. Don't don't say it. Well, what's his title again? Where did he come from? He's another one of your old pals? No, he's from... Because the, at the point at which I turned it on, he was going on about, oh, well, I've known you such a long time, and I like you so much, and blah, blah, blah. I thought you guys were going to do something right on the air. Well, you never know. But no, I've known him for two years. He came from, I think, Toledo or something like that. Michael says, I recently retired from the post office and had a route that was probably 80% non-Hispanic white. Since I listened to your show, I paid attention to who got TV and radio diaries. There was always a disproportionate number of the minority families who got them. Not a majority, but more than the representative share, says a listener in West Palm. And that's it. Well, there's, there's a few emails here, but it's not exactly what you'd expect. After the big blow-up that we've had, which we can't discuss and won't. No. So what's the story in the studio? Anybody come in to you and say, oh, well, on, on Wednesday you're going to be in the other room and uh, we're going to have everything working and the audio got in day? No. Anybody do that? Before the uh, show started, right as it was starting, George Corso was in here and said he was leaving just then to go meet with Joe Bell about the, uh, the studio. Well, get it done already, Corso, will you please? Jesus, God Almighty, it's one thing that they got to get Power 96 because that's the, uh, you know, that's the uh, money siphon. Do they make money on KISS, do you think? They sure couldn't have much overhead. Yeah, it's cheap to run. They uh, they make a profit on that station for sure. Mm -hmm. While they're losing their ass on this. But I'll tell you, when they put Sid the Kid on the air, that's going to turn it around. That's, I love eating nuts. I, for one, am glad George was fired. Now we can return to the religion of sports. We're going to foreskin, I mean, forego the usual exciting pre-recorded open. Because joining me in the studio is Dwayne Wade. Yo, bro. I have my 560 sport hole calipers here. Let's measure and see just how big you are. Oh, yes. Yes. It's very thick and wide. I am married, you know, so if my wife is listening, nothing is happening here, okay? Let me just take these tweezers and... Pluck the dingleberries from your <laughs> In celebration of Jorge's departure, I'll invite the staff in here after the show to inhale your jockstrap dingleberries. <laughs> I like to sprinkle them on my Rice Krispies. <laughs> We're sports sick here, so it's okay. <laughs> Let's take a very strong break. <laughs> I can't take it Oh, yeah. 10.46, 14 before 11 at 560 WQAM. JCP says about Wednesday through Friday, listen for five minutes to think they got rid of Eddie K for this. And then he says, <laughs> like that. Hmm. Yeah, for DA. I, I heard a little bit of him on there Wednesday through Friday. Wow. Kind of explains that oh, point. Oh. But then again, who am I to talk about bad numbers? <clears throat> right? I guess, I guess so. we better not rip anybody for bad numbers ever again. After a 0. Oh. 0. 0.2. Nobody believes it, though. Even your buddy Jolly Joe don't believe it. He's not buying it. I'm not buying it. Well, I'm not selling it. How do you like that? All right.
Charles and Pinecrest says, great to have you back. You don't know what you've got until it's gone. That's what, what's his name said? Conway Twitty? Who sang that song? Ral Donner. You don't know what you've got until uh, you lose it. Ral Donner. Remember that? Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd play it if you could. Next week. Oh, next week we're in the new studio? No, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'll tell you one thing. We damn well better be in the new studio by next week. Next week is June already. They sure had this thing really well planned out, didn't they, when they moved from the other building into this, wherever the hell you guys are now? They had it really well planned out. But you remember that email I got from Joe last week? Oh, doing the engineering work is a lot more difficult than criticizing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says, Lee was terrible. I mean, just abysmal. <laughs> Maybe one slight step ahead of D.A. and Coop last week. Why wow. do you guys keep putting on the most boring people on the air? D.A., Cooperstein, Linder, just bad radio. Give me Curtis, Beast, and Jesse. Beast. Wow. At least they switch it up a bit. They know more than just sports. I didn't talk does, sports. Does management even listen to the radio station? I used to leave my radio on 560, 24-7, but now I tune into your show, The Mad Dog, and that's about it. Let us know the latest on George. I'm pulling for him to get his own show somewhere. So are we, Charlie. But I don't have any uh, message from George this morning, which is a little bit, I don't know, unnerving. Isn't it a little unnerving? A little bit. Wouldn't you think he'd have something to say after Friday's big party and everything? Wouldn't you think? I would think so. I'm looking at those emails now. There are none. Neil at neilrogers.com. Boy, this is weak. This is weak. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of my... Last anniversary show, March 1, when you have to beg the audience to say, it's like, hey, say something nice to me, okay? <laughs> and then they do it, and it like just all smells of insincerity. Like, oh, you're only doing this because I asked you to do it. Wish me happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Neil. Yeah, like that. that that's crap. But it, like I've always said, don't, don't keep your expectations too high in South Florida because they'll always let you down. How's that new studio coming? Pretty good. So George Corso said what? He was going to meet with Joe Bell when the show was starting, so I don't know. He hasn't said anything since then. And instead of meeting with Joe Bell, why doesn't, why doesn't he go in there with his uh, compadres, his partners in crime, and work on getting the thing complete, whatever needs to be completed? What What is it that isn't done yet? I don't know. You, you were telling me last week that there's no microphones in there, there's no this, no that. Are there microphones in there yet? There's one microphone in there now. There's a computer set up. It has the AV Air, which obviously we play our commercials off of. And they ran a UM game from that studio, so I'm guessing you keep, you keep it's really close. That. So it's got to be close, right, I would think? I don't know. What does it take to run the UM game? It pulled up the ISDN line and sent it to wherever it needed to send it to get it on air or online. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Beyond well, what's that got to do with doing a talk show? I have no idea. I'm just saying if, if they can do that, then to do a talk show has to be pretty close. I would assume, but I'm not an engineer. I don't know. Carney says, glad to hear you back. The dude that was in for you last week wasn't too bad. Halloween is spelled incorrectly on the pool. Please tell Flea not to talk so much. He sounds kind of girly. Don't talk so much. You sound kind of girly, Flea. Wait, I thought I was hot. Not a bad guy. Just his voice sounds like a Winnie the Pooh or Piglet of some or some crap, says Carney. <laughs> well, they've all got some stuff, you know. <laughs> I can understand if they're ripping what was on Wednesday through Friday. That's easy to understand. That was just swill. Swill. You know what it reminded me of? It was kind of like they took a couple of guys off the street, sit around and talk and fill up four hours. Say anything, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do. My favorite holiday is Christmas 107, Thanksgiving 96. I hate holidays 80. Bah. 
Independence Day, the 4th of July, 47. Halloween, 28. And then after that, small potatoes. My birthday, 19. How many for Purim? Still only five for Purim. That's because it's all Goyim out there, man. All the Jews are gone. They either died or they moved to Boca. You think we have a big audience in Boca? If the signal reached there. <laughs> oh, now you're going to start with that? Troublemaker. If the signal reached there, it would be a miracle if the signal reaches to my house in Plantation. Bill from Miami says, just got back in town and left just when George was on the verge of getting canned. Can't tell you how disappointed I am, not only in Joe Bell, but your hardworking attorney, Norma Kent. I've got a Norma Kent line for you that might knock you off your seat. He pissed me off yesterday to such a degree like, you know, I, like you can't even believe foaming at the mouth. Hmm. I'm trying to remember why the hell I called him. Bad mistake on my part. It had something to do with all those documents and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I call him at home. Oh, that's right. He sent me an email. I was minding my own business at Woodbine. Sitting in my machine, I get an email on my BlackBerry from Norma Kant. Oh, send me a copy of that uh, whatever it was, you know, which we can't discuss on the air. Send me a copy of it. And I thought, that's kind of strange. What does he need that for? So I called him to see if there was some further development or something going on. And he says to me, oh, well, I want to, it's just for my benefit, I want to see it so I am f kept fully informed and fully compensated. <laughs> he said compensated? Let me say it again. What, what part of compensated didn't you understand? <laughs> so I'm kept fully informed and fully compensated. <laughs> to say that that pissed me off just big time was the understatement of all time. I was literally foaming at the mouth. And it wasn't because I lost, because I made a few bucks at Woodbine. Wild. Just a wild child. See, now that we're in this uh, depression, recession, whatever you want to call it, everybody everybody who might have a couple of bucks somewhere, it's like all these people saying, Oh, you better take care of George. you got to pay George's salary. No, I can't, and I won't, and I'm not. All you experts telling me what to do with their money, my money. How do you like that? He wants to stay fully informed and fully compensated. That's some chutzpah. Talk about getting it like a dog on its hind legs begging for a bone. Begging for money. And I'm sure a lot of you people out there are experiencing the same thing. People who are down and out on their luck right now during these brutal economic times. Everybody's begging for money. <coughs> like that. You know, like Chicken Egg. <coughs> so what were you doing with Chicken Egg the other day? You sent me a message. I'm with Chicken Egg now? Yeah, he was at the party for George. Oh. Well, that, that, that makes sense. Did he say, tell Neil, make sure I get my check on June 1? Yeah. Did he? No, he just asked me if we had a check ready, which we do, by the way, today. For him. We? Well, they, I guess, the station. And what about my check? He didn't ask about that. Anyway, Bill says, I guess George wasn't quite as protected by your contract as you had thought, and if that was the case, you might want to check your own contract to make sure it's iron tight. It's obvious that by blowing George out the door, they're trying to get you to cave so they don't have to pay your contract off. At the same time, I'm sure they're monitoring every word you say on the air to see if you slip up as they desperately look for loopholes or reason to get rid of you without having to pay you off. Even though I wasn't a huge George fan, it just pisses me off that QM Management, a.k.a. Joe Bell and Clarence, were hell-bent on getting rid of him and in the end got their way. Watch your back, Neil, because evidently your attorney is not. No, he just wants to be fully informed and fully compensated, Norma. Norman Elliott. <laughs> 
can't. Have you ever heard of anything like that in your life? No, that's pretty crazy. Pretty rude, if you ask me. Rude and crude. I'll send you a gazillion dollars, Norma. Big bag of money. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Rock, rock, rock solid. Any questions? Tonight, the closest competition ever. It's the season finale. Pole dancing with the stars. Watching reality TV skanks hanging off of stripper poles and vomiting into hot tubs. My new career is giving lap dances to strangers while I'm swinging by my crotch on a pole eight times a night. You're really giving us a spectacular feast. She can even do an inverted spread leg pole spin. Pole dancing with the stars. It was too raunchy. Come on, it's not the cha-cha unless you feel the gentle curve of your partner's gland. The results live tonight, 9, 8 central, only on ABC. Well, it's 11 o'clock at 560 WQM. There's a lot of stuff I'm not reading that's coming in because it's from sour people who want to rehash. You know what I mean? Rehash all the events? Yeah. Well, what, what's the point in that? Here I am. I'm here. Here I am. Ready or not. Bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. We're going to get that studio one of these days, maybe or maybe not. I think you ought to go in there and just beat the crap out of somebody. Okay. Wouldn't that make you feel better? Make me feel better. Wait till you hear this. Rick says, this is just what I needed today. Your show is experiencing technical difficulties today in the streaming. The reception cuts in and out. Better get it rectified, it says. Better get it rectified. Are we having problems with the streaming again? I know that was the case last week when I was last on. The streaming was uh, chopping off early and bada beep, bada boop, bada bop like that. It sounded okay this morning when I was listening, but who knows? Did it? Yeah. This is the only one I've got, so I don't know. In fact, this is picking up right where we left off last week. When it was chopping off. Now he says it's cutting in and out. Not that we could be having technical problems here at QAM. <laughs> that would be very unusual. But, you know, it's a hell of a lot easier to critique and criticize than it is to do the work. You know, that's what your buddy Fat-Ass Joe says who sent me one of the most obnoxious emails in history about, well, you know, priorities and like that. Nauseating. Quit making excuses and get her done, man. Get her done. Let's, let's get this show on the road. And let's start pretending to be like a radio station. Here's one that says, oh, my God, the week was so long without you. Wow, I actually miss little George. Welcome back, my friend, says Isaac. Isaac. So long without you. Wow, I actually miss little George. Welcome back, my friend, says Isaac. Isaac. This one says, Brian, long-time Internet listener in St. Augustine. I, too, miss George. By the way, independence is misspelled on the poll as well as Halloween. That's just what we need is a bunch of nitpickers now, right? With everything we've been through the last week, we need people nitpicking. Oh, somebody made a mistake on his spelling. Who gives a crap? Blame Charlie B. for it, okay? He's the one that sent the illiterate poll. It says, what illiterate schlep updating the poll these days? It's not Eric's job to, like, uh, correct the spelling on there. Correct the spelling, please, Eric. When's Eric going to redo the uh, website already? I don't know. God, it is so old and so stale, my God. It says, Jolly Joe and Joyce can jump off the MacArthur Causeway. Bring back George, morons. George ain't coming back. Is he? You think he's coming back? No. No. He's gone. He's fired. He has not emailed me this morning. Maybe he's got a, another appointment. Maybe he's busy working somewhere. 
Maybe later in the day I'll get an email from George saying, oh, guess what, I start the next week across the street or, or something good. Or maybe he's busy spending all the money that people brought him on Friday at the Hard Rock. How many people would you say showed up? Oh, I don't know. I'd say about total 50 people, something like that. Well, that's not very good. Well, where we were, it would have been a hell of a lot more had had you or I or both been on the air Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, especially Friday, the day it happened. There would have been a ton of people there. You think those guys were promoting uh, George's thing? I gave it to DA. I heard him read it a couple of times on Friday. Did he? Yeah. Was that before or after everybody turned it off? I think after. He is just, honest to God, and George tells me, and you tell me, he's a nice guy. He is so ungodly awful. And, and, and a couple of times they turned it on, all they were talking about was me. And about how when he came to the market, everybody told him, be prepared, Neil's going to rip you an ass, and Neil does this, and Neil does that, and that's his shtick, and blah, blah, blah. Neil this, you know. Oh, licky, when? licky, licky. My God, my tuchus was purple by the time I got through listening to two minutes. Yeah, Wednesday, the first day, was such a suck fest. I actually texted them and said, stop already. Yeah. Why were they doing that? I don't know. Because they had nothing else to talk about. Like I said, it was like they took three schleppers off a street corner somewhere off the corner of Ives Durian 441, who'd never been on the air, and put him in there and said, okay, kill four hours, just talk. Just keep talking. Make sounds with your mouth. Right? Yeah. And I thought D.A. was like a broadcaster. I thought he worked in Kansas City, and he worked with your buddy Jolly Joe somewhere before he came here. And apparently there are problems with the streaming right now. It's breaking up. Is it really? Yeah. Says whom? Says A.J., who's listening online. Oh, boy. Here we go again. More technical shenanigans at QAM. More nightmares. Oh, and by the way, let me just say one other thing about the streaming. Because you've always told me that on a QAM website that this show has far and away the most people listening online. That is true. And on, on our website, you know, if, if we went from a 6.7 to a 0.2 or, you know, if we had this dramatic decline, you'd see it in the number of people listening online. Doesn't that make sense? Right. But, but just the opposite. There are more people than ever listening online. There is rarely a day that we have fewer than like 800 people listening online, and usually like close to 1,000. That's not bad. Plus, whoever's listening on QAM.com. So if we only have a point two, then it uh, yeah, it begs the question, well, who are these people listening online every day? How come they haven't bailed out? Baron Fitz is back. He says, welcome back, Uncle Neil. I was just about ready to throw out my radio. I will never use profanity in my emails to you again. Good. I just turned on your show. I think I heard you say you went from a 6.7 to a 0.2 in the no rating system. How is that possible? Can you explain? No, maybe you can explain it. Maybe you can explain it, Baron Fitz, because nobody in their right mind can. Like the whole audience in April just, and George was still here, by the way. It's got nothing to do with George's getting canned. He was still here. Right. This is April. And then I'm told that we're going to have a rating coming out Wednesday for the week. These come out every week? Yeah, we get weeklies. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Weeklies? With these same numbskulls who are like uh, right-wingers and uh, sports nerds, which I see a lot of crossover between that. Oh, here's one from another phantom. This is the third incarnation of the phantom, a new one. The radio audience demands that George be rehired. The radio audience, like it's an entity, like it's anthropomorphic, you know, like the radio audience is a person. Lee is okay, but sounds girly. Aren't you getting offended by all these people that say you sound girly? No, I don't care. You don't care? No. Well, that's good. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna be on with this audience, keep one thing in mind: <laughs> don't have thin skin. It says I prefer George's manly voice. Now that's interesting because the people that used to knock George all the time would say that he he sounded uh, a little gay, swishy. 
right? Yeah. It says, what's going to happen to the radio show when you're on summer vacation? Perhaps the Sheik or Aaron Summer the Sheik. <laughs> it says, Norman Elliott Kent should stick to his Blue Boy magazines. Now, he wants to uh, be uh, well-informed and well-compensated. In the last contract, the last deal with Joe, didn't put any money in there for you, did he, Norman? Well, you're the one that made the deal. Joe pulled all the strings. He pulled back the tickets. Everything he could take away, he did it, including the food from the uh, people in the studio during lunch hour. Now, did those guys get fed on Thursday? They did. Chicken wings. Yeah. And it sold out fast. It did? Yeah. Well, thank God. That means a whole bunch of people might have been listening. Maybe. Maybe that's how good that show was Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Maybe we're taking the wrong altitude about it. Maybe those guys were fantastic. This week we have the 15th Street Fisheries. And that means you're going to get fed on Thursday again. All right. In our, in our new studio. Mm-hmm. Should be. You think? Well, you told me last week it was going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. That's what I thought. And then, uh, you know, it wasn't going to be Tuesday. Well, not that it mattered anyway. So what are they doing about the streaming? I don't know. I'll have to find out. I, I want to say something that maybe some people might disagree with, okay, which would be unusual for me. This place is a technical freaking disaster, okay? That was freaking disaster. Is there any doubt about that? No. Is that a debatable point? No. It is a technical disaster. And I don't really, quite frankly, give a crap about Power 96 or about KISS or about this or that. All we care about is what's going on in WQM. That's the place that, uh, you know, pays us every now and then. Speaking of pay, where's my uh, paycheck? Hmm. I have no idea whether it's shown up yet because we have this holiday weekend. And I have no idea who to fax about it or who to call about it. Because I got no phone numbers. I got that one number you gave me. Now, is that the accounting office? The fax number I gave you was Jen mm -hmm. Pudsey. She's, the, uh, she's like an IT person. She does the interactive stuff. She's an IT person? Well, tell her to get on the Internet, okay? The feed is the streaming is screwed up. Okay. I don't want to start screaming about the streaming again. But at least they're consistent. Everything is screwed up. Oh, now, now some things on the streaming. Uh, Blackie says the streaming just went out. <laughs> Welcome back, Neil. The streaming just went out. Oh, but here's one that says from Steve. He says, I'm listening on the Internet. Everything sounds great, except with George now gone. It's not the same show. Still love you, Neil. Flea, keep up the nice job you're doing. Thanks. It's not easy taking George's place, but I think you'll do just great. Just hang in there. Ignore all the haters. Steve in Coconut Creek says. Well, he says the streaming's fine. Okay. Paul says, never mind, stream is acting funky, but I will live with it. Thank you, Paul. See, Paul's not complaining. He's not going, meh, meh, like that. Of course, if we were doing things right, we wouldn't have so many people going, meh, like that. If we knew how to put on a radio program and how to, like, you know, stream it correctly, and how to have a studio that works, and equipment in it that works, and have these phones. Oh, well, the firewall is out, and the computer IT person, the corporate IT is away for at least another week, you know. They don't have answers. They don't have solutions. They have excuses. Are wizardly technical people. They have excuses. Now, are they working on the uh, streaming? Maybe. Oh, you haven't spoken to anybody about that? No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't know who to call about that right now. I'll try Corso and see what he says. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he should have plenty of spare time to be worrying about that. He's having meetings with Jolly Joe. 
at which they're probably saying, well, screw that old fag, okay? Let's take care of power first. That's the moneymaker. We can't be bothered working on a studio for a guy that's got a point two share. Here's one that said, oh, Eric says the show stream is just fine. See, Eric is the one person in the world. Him and uh, Brandon are the two people I would believe. Don't you think? I would think so. Oh, here's a good one. I like this. It says, when Norma is fully competent, he will be fully compensated. It says, set your sundial. That, that's excellent. That's one of the best ones of all time. You like it? Yeah. Oh, here's one. It says, sorry to hear about the numbers from the fake Tom Jicko. You were on top for a long time. How did Defo do? Who gives a flying crap about Defo? My God. You want to know how Defo did? First of all, it's, you can't really tell. You want to know why? Because they've got three stations all with the same call letters. WFTL, 6 to 10 a.m. Of course, this is the 851, not the one he's on. He's on 640. Um, I'm looking for it. There it is. They had a 0 0.2. See that? 0 0.2. Seems to be a common denominator. What's wrong with having a oh. 0.2? was good enough to get Sid the Kid hired over here, although he had a one. He had ones, didn't he? Yeah, like a one, two, or something like that. Yeah, ones. Of course, we, we like that number, two to four. We like ones. Big O got a two in there, so let's blow him out. 11.13 at 5.60 WQAM. Am I in the wrong hour? No, you're good. Well, no, I got a spot, but I'm doing the wrong one. Oh. Because I'm in the wrong hour. Well, you know, it's it's difficult after being away for so long. One moment, please. Oh. Keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it compelling. That's the word he used yesterday. Hmm. He says, you've always been compelling, and we have to do that to keep people glued in. Because he says, what this new research shows is that they're coming and going more rapidly. In other words, if you don't keep them tuned in every second, they fly away like that. Yeah. You believe that? I don't know. Were you drudge packing? This is Eyewitness News. After five grueling spacewalks to fix the Hubble Space Telescope, the news conference underway right now between astronauts and reporters back on Earth. Is it true you can see Oprah from space? No, you can't see Oprah from space, because she never goes outdoors. When you make a dookie in space, what do you do if you get a Klingon on Uranus? Get it? Klingon Uranus? Ha ha. Next question. Hey, if you let one rip in your space suit, what happens? <laughs> Excellent question. It lingers, it ferments, and when you breathe it in, you can see into the future. Burrito night on the space shuttle is awesome. After that, they're going to make an in-orbit call to their colleagues on the International Space Station. Wow. It's 11.19 at 5.60 WQAM. Getting a ton of emails now. Maybe they were just sitting back waiting to see if we were going to be here today. Yeah. Paul says, it's great to have you back on the radio. The streaming sounds fine to me. So forget about the streaming, okay? That should be our worst problem. It's either fine or it's not. Eric says it's fine. Paula says, I'm listening to you on a QM site, and the stream is just fine. Wednesday and Thursday shows were good. DA took emails, but no calls. Talk was all across the board and not too sports intensive. Paula liked it. Good. She's the one. The rest of the audience is almost universally hostile. Bah, bah. Like that. Mm -hmm. That's unusual, ain't it? Oh, yeah. 
So how's George Corso doing? Is he running around uh, now? Now logistically, where are where is our studio compared to where you're sitting now? About ten feet away. Really? Yeah, it's pretty close. So do you you get the vibe of anybody like a whole bunch of people running around scurrying, uh, scrambling to get our thing ready? I haven't seen any scrambling yet, but I'll let you know. Oh. And here's somebody else with another complaint about the pool. Passover appears twice on your list of holidays. Is it because Passover is twice the fun? No, it's because Charlie B's an idiot. And why don't you mention Sukkot? What about Simchas Torah and all the other ones? Huh? We're going to put all the Jewish holidays on there. Gosh. What about Tishabov? Right? Yeah. What about the Sri Lankan holidays? Still a few of those people on University Avenue. Still a few hang on. Speaking of Klingons, Sri Lankans. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do about the Tamils getting murdered, man? They all ought to be in jail, man. Ed and Davey says, I'm a 38-year-old Hispanic. For the record, I've never gotten a sample from Arbitron. I've been a loyal listener since 91 when you were on WYOD. I always enjoy your show. I was very sorry to find out, that, that, find out George got fired because he was a great part of your show. Plus, he was a great replacement for you when you were on vacation. Take care, Neil, and I wanted to thank you for all the laughs throughout these years. Sincerely, Ed. Well, you're welcome, Ed. No extra charge. The price is right. Here's one from Justin, who says, You complain about having to basically beg people to do things, i.e. your anniversary. He says, Not that I care. I will always listen to you. But what do you expect when you're so harsh on people, especially your listeners? You think I'm harsh on the listeners? No. The callers, yes. And some of the dumb emailers, yes. The passive people out there, the ones with a life who are just listening, uh, no, I'm not harsh on them. I'm so harsh on people. If you got a 0.2, I'm a billionaire. Well, who do these idiots, where do these idiots get this crap from? And oh, yes, the streaming is iffy today. Well, like I said, it should be my worst problem. Maybe we can get Ofer Schloimi to uh, do something about it. I don't think he's going to come back to South Florida anytime soon after that incident in, on the beach. Mm hmm. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Where she, the hooker bit his tongue or something like that and she wouldn't <laughs> let go? Yep. Nick says, nice to hear you back on the air again. Last week was very Bush League. Sounded like a bunch of high school wannabes stepping over each other. I had to turn the radio off after a few minutes of these goofballs. Did you catch the tribute to Larry King on CNN over the weekend? No, I did not. That's why I'm in such a good mood. No, I did not. Lots of memories about the old radio days in Miami back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, I know they did. Uh, I didn't know they broadcast live from Pumpernick's. Poor Pumpernick's. Remember Pumpernick's? No. You don't? No. Well, that's right. You're Johnny Come Lately to South Florida. You're a, a West Coast guy. Right. Pumpernick's was like Wolfie's. Remember Wolfie's? Oh, yeah. Remember the Rascal House? Yeah. There was one right around the corner from my house. Well, Pumpernick's was another chain of great delis. It was really good. They had the pickles on the table, you know, in the coleslaw. Oh, like roasters and toasters. It says, too bad you don't have a real staff that could pull together a montage of your radio history. I bet it would be more compelling than watching Larry Skeletor King stuff. Take it easy, says Nick. I got another email here in my pile somewhere about uh, Jimmy Syphilis had Larry on. Yeah. Kissy, kissy, uh, recently. Hmm. Kissy, 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 licky, 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 like that, you know. No emails on Sedano uh, taking aim at DA for four hours on Friday? No. Oh, yeah. For four hours? His whole show, just ripping D.A., and the funny thing is, he was ripping D.A. on a comment that I made. About what? So I had to set it straight. I said that, you know, when we talked about Sedano moving in the mornings, I said, I didn't think the show was that good, and I don't think it's going to make it. 
Well, oof, I guess I set off a fire over there. And they thought D.A. did, so they attacked D.A. for four hours on Friday. Oh, my God. Norma Kent. Is it just unbelievable, you know what? That this stuff just doesn't ever end? Didn't I, didn't I fax you stuff this morning and you gave them to Joe Bell? Yes. That should be sufficient, okay? He should be in touch with his people. It's signed, sealed, and delivered, okay? It's done. It's done, Norma. I'll send you back an email when you're fully competent. <laughs> Jay says, in Fort Lauderdale, my streaming is great. DA was on the other day. What does DA stand for? Dumbass? <laughs> so he did a whole show on DA doing what? He thought that D.A. was ragging on him, so he spent four hours just ripping D.A. about the way he does his show, and he's got no numbers, and he talks with a lisp, which I've never heard. I don't know what he's talking about. He talks about. with a lisp? Yeah. Well, that's the guy you had on yesterday, that screamer. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, I didn't get to hear any of it, but I heard that he just torched D.A. for like four hours. That's a show? I guess. Anyway, Jay says, I'm so glad to hear you again. Thought I was going to have to break my radio. It was not good. They suck. I guess meaning D.A. and whoever else was on with him. Who, who else was on? Well, for two days, it was Adam Cooperstein. Oh. And for one day, it was John Linder. Oh, my God. John says, I care enough to send my very best, and the streaming is just fine. See, no problem with the streaming. <laughs> Quit all your complaining. Quit with all the, wah, wah, we're tired of it. Oh, Neil. Oh, God, Neil. Last Norma Kent, attorney at law. The defense has no further questions. You don't want to cross-examine the witness? Nah. Then I'd have to get up. And you call yourself a lawyer? I object, Your Honor. To what? I moved for a recess. You move? I'm having a movement, Your Honor. And I feel it's my duty. Hello. I'm Norma Kant. If you're in need of my erstwhile services, or you need me to draw up an ironclad contract complete with holes where I cut the paper dolls out, call 1-800-what? You mean I gotta get up and do something? Then leave a message and uh, I won't get back to you. That's the law orifices of Norma Kant. Si habla espanol and portuguese. 1131 at 560 WQAM. I hope he's fully compensated. Send him some money, okay? You going to send Norma some money? Absolutely not. Why? I don't have any. I just sent him a caustic message back there. Jolly Joe. Wasn't that the first thing I, I asked you this morning was the fax number so I could fax those signed papers over to you? Right. And I got it and walked it over to Joe Bell's office. So there you go. That should be the end of it, Norma. No moss, like I wrote in my email back to him. No moss. Enough with the crap already, okay? Stop. Stop, counselor, if you want to be fully compensated. Tim says, welcome back. Tried to listen during your absence. Tried. Oh, well. Coincidentally, I was driving through Boca when you asked about the reception. Not terrible, but it sounded like someone was playing Hungarian Rhapsodies in the background. Used to love Pumpernicks and Hallandale, too. Those lamb shanks were to die for. Take care and beware, your pal Tim. There used to also be a Pumpernicks on 125th and Biscayne. They were all over the place. It was a chain of great delis. And then the old, old farts put them out of business. They, you know, they kept stealing the pickles and the rolls and the sweet and low and all that stuff. And the silverware. 
remember some old fart called me on INZ one night, and I was bitching about them stealing the silverware, and he said, Why not? Why not? Isn't that a good excuse for stealing stuff that doesn't belong to you? Why not? No. These people are barbarians. Most of them must be dead by now, I would think. Daryl says, I'm listening online. Sound is perfect. See that? Got a couple of troublemakers out there, so there's a little hiccup maybe in the uh, streaming, whatever. Everybody mm. else says it sounds just fine. That should be our biggest problem is the Internet streaming. We've got real issues, <laughs> technical issues, and I've got Norma Kant hocking me in the middle of the show. Do not send me any similar emails, Norma, or you will not be not only fully compensated, you won't even be slightly compensated. Mike Johnson says, while none of them are even close to the quality of your show or even flea show yesterday, DA was not bad. It was a definite upgrade over a typical DA show, and you could tell he was actually excited to have an audience and a signal that really worked. How do you like that? He was on right in the middle of the daytime. Well, he's been on uh, filling for Joe many times and also uh, for the Big O mm -hmm. and Mad Dog. In fact, yesterday he did two to five. Are you aware of that? I am because he relieved me. He relieved you? <laughs> and we don't want to go into that. Yeah, it's a long story. Oh, no wonder they ripped him in ass for four hours. Sounds a little bit Yay. to me. Oh, the fake Steve Rodinero says, Good morning, Neil. I'm happy to hear you back on the air. I enjoy hearing your words of wisdom. It was three uneventful days of WQM radio for the latter part of last week. I'm looking forward to some compelling radio now that you're back on the air. Perhaps you or your colleague Lee can answer a question about the incident in the South Beach involving the Miami Dolphin football player. Keep up the great work, Steve Rodinero, the fake one. Well, what's the question? Yeah. Randy Starks charged with using his truck to hit a police officer who tried to stop the vehicle on foot. He was driving a truck packed with 13 people early Sunday in heavy traffic. Police say the vehicle was meant for four people. Well, what's the? Perhaps you can answer a question about it. I don't know. This from a guy who's supposed to be a news guy, a fake news guy. What's the question? Okay. That's what everybody in the world, in, in listening to your perspicacious email, everybody's wondering, okay, well... What's the question? Yeah. What's the question? What's the question? Steve Rondonero, my ass. Cuco says, what are they going to do in the summer? Are we going to get tapes or is it going to be Flea on here? It's going to be Flea and uh, Cordis, right? Yes. No tapes. No tapes. Were we assured and promised and sworn uh, on a stack of Bibles that there will be no tapes? Yes, we were. Good. You know what that means, probably. Tapes. Yeah. No tapes. No friggin' tapes this summer or ever. I hope Norma got my email response because I'm just nauseous from this already, okay? It's all over, okay? We're on the air, we're moving forward, and that's it. Life goes on. Everything's been done, according to Hoyle. He wants to be fully informed and fully compensated. Well, I sent him a thing. Let me see if it, it went through. Yep, and I wrote at the end of it, no moss, no moss, okay? No more shrieking and yelling and shrying and carrying on. Enough already, if you want to be fully compensated. <laughs> Richard in Ormond-by-the-Sea says, welcome back, Neil. It was like a breath of fresh air to hear you back on the radio. <sighs> the A seemed like a nice enough guy when I listened for a while on Wednesday, but he's no George and certainly no Neil. The short time I listened on the days you were out seemed like a show without a purpose and with no direction. Kind of like this one. Yeah, sort of like most of QM's daily schedule, he says. Come on, Richard. Jason says, welcome back. 
I don't understand why you can't talk about what happened. It was all over the Herald and Channel 4 here in Miami. Well, that's good, then. You should know all the uh, answers. Flea does sound like a six-year-old little girl. Does he wear his hair in pigtails? <laughs> Says Jason. Do you wear your hair in pigtail? Not yet. Well, why don't you start? It's not long enough yet, but I'm trying. Could add to your image. Sure. Ponytail uh, flea. Whoever saw a flea with a ponytail anyway. Mark says, went to visit George at the Hard Rock Cafe. Still haven't heard from George this morning. Nothing. No. Had a chance to thank him in person. I tried calling phone numbers listed on the WQM website to find out details of the going away party. Each attempt led to a recording that the number he reached is not in service. And that's because we're in the new building now. We've got a whole new bunch of new numbers, but nobody will tell me what the hell they are. Have you got a list of all the numbers, like the bat line and the stuff? I'm going to fax you a complete directory. Really? Yeah. Won't that be sweet? It says, once I got there and waited my turn, I asked him if he was doing okay. He said that it looked as though everything will turn out fine. George was gracious and friendly. I noticed that his on-the-air voice seems different in person. Doesn't everybody's? Do you know anybody who sounds in person like they do on the air? No. Our conversation was interrupted by his bladder, and he abruptly ran off in search of the toilet. He said, I've been drinking beer all day. Thank you again, Neil, for adding your daily soundtrack to the bizarre film known as South Florida. It's great to have you back. Gotta run. I'm turtling a massive joy, says Mark. P.S. Please say hi to Joe Tinkerbell for me. Blackie says, good morning, Neil. Glad to have you back on the air. I don't need to hear why they took you off. Just happy to hear you do a great show. Keep up the good work. Hope your impromptu vacation was a blast. No, it was not a blast. It was filled with phone calls and this and that and emails and pop, 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 like that. It was not a blast. No. What do you find out about my paycheck? When did they send it out? Nothing yet. I'll find out. Is Clarence there? Is he working today, or has he got another one of his 4,000 days off? He's here all this week, and then he goes on his honeymoon. He'll be gone for two weeks. Oh, my God. And they're bitching about me missing sick days in April, which I got told that by your buddy Joe again yesterday. Well, you know, the survey in April was only 20 days, and you were out sick, eight of them. Yeah, and? <clears throat> and? Brandon says, it's good to have you back. I tried to be a good sport and listen to just a little bit of DA during those three days, and there was a lot of ass-kissing, but it's not something I could listen to on a regular basis. Isn't that what you said? It was mostly Wednesday ass-kissing? Big time. No wonder I felt like I had bleeding hemorrhoids. Mm. And I listened to a little bit of the flea yesterday, and, well, it's good to have you back. That sounds like a shot to me. A little bit. Says, remember the story I sent you? The same thing happened to Channel 7 in their ratings. They lost over 50% of their ratings overnight when the switch happened. Well, we lost like 99% of our rating overnight. The new rating system blows some serious chunks, it says. That is correct. <clears throat> and now if you say anything about it, it's like, oh, gee, now he's crying. He used to have great ratings, and the rating system was great. And now he's got a point two, and it's uh, their system. Their system blows. Now, so tomorrow we get more numbers, right? We get the first week in May tomorrow. Got it? Yeah. Why is it that every once in a while I feel like you've vanished? I don't... Sometimes there's people walking in and out of the studio. Well, get them out of there. Hey, get out of here. Who, who's in there? Uh, some Schmendrick. Which one? No, one of my guys, one of the promotions guys. Get him out of there. Okay. Get out of there, Schmendrick. John of Fort Lauderdale says, welcome back, Neil. I didn't want to email unless, until I was sure you were going to be on. It was horrible while you were away. DA is ponderous. I don't know what was going on yesterday. Yesterday was fleeing some fruitcake. 
since I did have a radio spy report from last week, Jimmy Syphilis had Larry King on. King was peddling his new book. Uh-huh. What a suckfest, it says. Jimmy was Larry's favorite dolphin. Syphilis was heaping praise on King. Of course, there was no mention of the loan me $50 days. Of course not. When you have a suckfest, you don't bring up embarrassing things like that, right? Right. And especially when you're a suckhole like Jimmy Syphilitic. Mm. I, I just I cannot believe the email I just got from Norma Kent, the one I read moments ago. Mm -hmm. It's all done, Norma. It's all done. Get up to date if you want to be fully compensated. Get up to date and get off my back. Get <laughs> off my big, fat Jewish ass. God. He is, among other things, annoying. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Oh, Susan Moore, get rid of pain for less. She wants to peddle me some drugs. Oh, I'm good. looking to see if there's a follow-up on here from Norma, which there is not. Just to keep everybody informed as part of the ongoing soap opera. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful.
12 minutes before noon at 560 WQAM. So I got a follow-up email from Norma Kant, who at least read my other one. Okay. And one of the things he said, among a bunch of other crap, was, oh, he didn't want to deal with that uh, fully compensated ever again. Well, guess what? You shouldn't have said it in the first place. He wants to be kept fully informed and fully compensated, he said. <laughs> At which point, I just, I almost took my Blackberry and just smashed it on the ground, which would have been a bad mistake. Did you ever do that? I threw it in a fire once. Did you really? Yeah. And? It blows up, just so you know, in case you ever do that. I don't have a fireplace. Well, that's good, because the battery will explode. And, and what kind of a fire? It was a bonfire. Well, bonfire? Yeah. And the battery blew up? Yeah. Not not a good move. No. Of course, like, when you're making the big bucks like you are. Yeah. Hot lava plastic went flying everywhere. Now, how did you survive losing the money uh, the last three days last week from doing this show? Here's one from uh, somebody, again, with a phone number but no name. Neil, Bubba was talking about you Wednesday. He said you're in the top five of Radio Kings. He defended you a little bit, too. Well, whoopee-doo. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about Bubba licking my tushy, okay? What, what, what's, what's that all about? Besides the fact he's trying to suck up to my non-existent audience that I uh, used to have? Yeah, I don't know. Sure worked well for both of us in this last rating, didn't it? He dropped from a 7-something, 18 to 34 men to a what, a 1-6? Yeah, something like that. And 25 to 54, we dropped from a 6.7 to a 0. Oh. 0.2. 0.2. And see, that's one thing about me. I don't lie about the numbers. Over the years, I give you when the ratings come out, I give them to you. And whatever they are, they are. Unlike some goofballs on the air that lie about their numbers. Oh, we kicked ass. We did this. All this other crap. Sid. Oh, I'm sorry. So anyway, I've got one uh, here. It says, caught the end of Flea show yesterday when he challenged Sedano to a fight. I'm pretty sure Sedano's a big martial arts guy, so be careful, Flea, it says. Okay. You challenged him to a fight? Sure, why not, for charity? About what? I'll box him. I don't care. If he's got a problem with me. He's got a problem with you, too? I think so. I thought his problem was with DA. Well, I think that was uh, directed in the wrong way. I think he meant to send that towards me, but he got confused. What? I think that what happened was a listener called and said, hey, the guy over there is ragging on you, saying this, saying that. And when he tuned in, oh, it was meaning DA. You. Right, but it was DA on Wednesday. And so he probably assumed that it was DA that was saying the things about him instead of me. And again, none of it was personal. All I said was, I don't like the show, and I don't think it's going to make it in Morning Drive. Right, it sucks. Even the people who work over there are saying that morning show blows. That's, that's the uh, scuttlebutt that I'm getting, along with the fact that Sid is coming over here on uh, September 26th, 2 to 4. Hmm. Daryl says, I'm listening online. Sound is perfect. Well, thanks, Daryl. We need a lot more emails like that saying, hey, it sounds just fine. There's no problem. We, we got enough technical service already without people inventing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or without people taking a couple little hiccups on the uh, streaming. You know, the streaming is, it is what it is. The price is right. It costs you nothing. And like I said, we've got more people listening allegedly on our stats on the streaming than according to the new uh, rating thing. Uh, then we actually have listening all together in town in Dayton Broward. Anybody believe that? No. No. I think I think a whole bunch of people need to sue their ass, and already they are. They're suing Arbitron like crazy. New York, Philly, all over. Houston, suing their dumb ass. Isn't that DA? <laughs> Josie in Homestead says, "Thank God you're back. Nothing against Lender, DA, or Cooperstein, but no one except for George could fill your shoes." 
These guys rambled on for hours about cheap beer and grab ass in their college days. It would have been better to hear Gildy or the bit feed my feedback in my headphones. I think that's eight sounds she's talking about. Yeah. Feedback in my headphones. Well, there's some feedback. Welcome back and score big on the ratings. You're the best, Neil. Well, thanks, Josie and Homestead, but we're not going to be scoring big on the ratings anytime in the next year, I would say. How long do they keep the uh, same people on there? Well, the same person can stay in the panel for up to two years, but they say that they're two averaging. Years. Yeah, they're averaging around a 10% turnover each month. So we could be stuck with this group of uh, lifeless goofballs for two years. In theory. Who don't listen to this show. Who don't like this show. People listen to it. Joe did good in the morning. He had a 3.2, I think. I was remiss. I didn't give the numbers for the rest of the day. I was remiss. I was selfish. Uh, let's see. What did we get? 6 to 10 a.m. and 25 to 54. We had a 3.2. That was Little Dog. Joe did just fine. Unfortunately, those people, most of them, didn't stick around for this show when we had a 0.2. And then in the afternoon, we had a 2.0 from 3 to 7. And what do they have in the morning across the street, 6 to 10 a.m.? Right now? 2.4. Yeah. Well, that was in April. That was the uh, that was Sid, right? Yeah, that was still Sid. Oh, 2.4. That's a big number for you, Sid. Wow. And what did they have in midday? They kicked our ass. Of course, everybody did. They had a 2.2. We had a point two. They had a 2.2. And the afternoon? Sedano. They... What? Oh, Sedano kicked our ass. Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. Uh, 3.1 in the afternoon, and we had a 2.0. A two point oh. See, our morning and afternoon drive numbers were they they fell out about about where you'd expect them to be, in line with the recent ratings books. But with us, we're supposed to believe the month of April. Oh, geez, we all we hate Neil now. We don't want any part of that show. They all ran away. They all turned on us. And then, of course, in May, now that George got canned and all this other fault or all that's been going on, which I don't want any more emails about Norma. Leave me alone. I'm in the middle of trying to do a radio show. Flea is like an orphan looking for a home for a studio. Norma says, do you think I would have sent you that email if Joyce had not already done that? Do you think I really wanted to deal with that not fully compensated event again? I don't care whether you wanted to deal with it or not. Don't say it. Then it says, I love you too, Norma. See, last night on the phone he's telling me he knows it's shtick and doesn't bother him. It bothers him. It bothers him that I'm saying I'm not saying Norma Kent is the best attorney in the in, in, in the history of mankind. Okay, Norma Kent, Norman Elliot Kent is the greatest attorney, the greatest legal mind in history. Okay, <laughs> I say that with a straight face and in all due seriousness, right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. The best. You got any legal tourists? Call up Norma, okay? And and by the way, make sure he's fully compensated too, please. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. The 560, 360, where to go, what to do, how to get there, and why. Join WQAM at the George Rodriguez Effigy Burning Rally this Saturday night in Needle Park. Everyone will get lots of cool effigies of George to set on fire in the name of format purity. 
Then join WQAM at Zipless Sue's STD Buffet. Surround yourself with manly friends and false hetero confidence as you gaze upon hot chicks who won't barter for cool QAM prizes. Then wrap up the evening by joining WQAM at One-Eyed Willie's in Wilton Manors. Not back a few strawberry Cosmos while watching ESPN in 3D. Ooh. Reach around for lots of cool thigh-rubbing fun. Okay, 12 noon at 560 WQM. How is he doing, Chicken Neck? Is he doing okay? You saw him Friday at the party? Yeah, he seemed fine. Was he crying? Was he, meh, I need money, I'm starving. Was he doing that routine? No, he was in a good mood. Good. Did Ofer Shloimi show up? I don't think so. With his a slap chop? Did he no. say, you're love? you going to love my nuts? <laughs> nope, I didn't hear that at all that night. Now, that's in the spot. I know, it's great. Is it? Now you're starting to sound really Yay. like some of the people are saying. Well... Stephen Kendall says, I listened on Thursday when DA and I think Adam Cooperstein filled in. Who is this Adam Cooperstein? Who is this guy? He's a sports guy from NBC. Oh, my God. From Channel 6? Yes. Why can't you say Channel 6? Why do we always have to do this NBC 6 and CBS 4? What is that crap? He's the guy from Channel 6. It was torturous. Even Dick Cheney wouldn't have approved, says Steve. Despite Adam's several attempts to keep away from sports, DA was unable to do a talk show without constantly referring back to some ponderous sports topics. Yeah. Well, there's some confusion then because Adam wasn't on Thursday. He was on Wednesday and Friday. Says, um, oh. Yeah, John Linder was on Thursday. It was as if DA was handicapped, and I felt sorry for him. The show was extremely excruciating. Extremely, extraordinarily excruciating. Yesterday, Flea attempted to sound perspicacious and educated on various topics. Are you perspicacious and educated? I don't know what that means. But I couldn't pull it off. He couldn't pull it off. He's a poor substitute for George. That religious guy, Flea, was ridiculous, not in a good way. His voice was chic-like, and the show was at times painful to hear. That religious guy, Flea, you're religious? Uh, no. What, what does that mean? Not sure. I'll listen to the Flea show when you're gone. There's, there's nothing else on, but please, Flea, educate yourself before discussing a topic. It also wouldn't hurt to start reading books that don't have pictures in them. <laughs> oh, not another message from Norma. Stop already. I said no ma. Stop or else you will not be fully compensated. If you send me one more email in the middle of my show about caca, nothing surprises me about this place or about these people. Nothing surprises me. They are incompetent is what they are, and especially technically irresponsible incompetent. The fact that we got no studio, I mean, here it is. This is the second week that we're supposed to be broadcasting from our new studios, which were supposed to be the number one priority in us getting this thing going, and we don't have any. You can't complain about our new studios because we don't have any. And the phone and those other issues. Keith says, we missed you. Flea is gay G-A-Y-E-E. Gay. E. Not gay, but gay with two E's at the end of it. I think his voice sounds like my granny. Wow. Maybe it's a new pull we drum up, says Keith. What does Flea's voice sound most like? Choices, an old lady, a piglet, Winnie the Pooh, Hallmark card lady, Matthew Broderick, etc. <laughs> And that's it, says Keith. Derek says, Sedano also said on Friday that he killed you in the ratings in their target demo. He said they had a three-something and you had a point three. They had a two-two, we had a point two. Yeah, so, so they, the, the new methodology, which obviously is bogus at best, they finally got a kiss, okay? And he's touting that. How about all the previous weeks and months and years? How about all of those? Jorge Sedano. He's a, a, an ass clown, I think. You think I'm right? 
Yes. I think you ought to beat the crap out of them. Are you serious about that? You want to do a boxing match for charity with George Sedano? I'll do it. Why do you want to publicize them? Why do you want to give them any publicity? Well, according to the uh, ratings, they're ahead of us anyway, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're kicking our ass. It's just a coincidence that it's only in the new methodology, the new highly flawed. We're getting sued by everybody, Arbitron methodology, hmm. which I can't say what they call it on the air. But there's sure a hell of a lot of stuff we can't say on the air, isn't there? Mm-hmm. The Phantom Informer says, sorry to say, after the latest events, Real Radio in Orlando is no longer interested in your show. Oh, after the latest events. I find it interesting that Joe Bell used the word compelling. Could he be the infamous chronic emailer, Mr. Radio? No, whoever this is is the infamous chronic Mr. Radio, and Real Radio Orlando never was interested. How do you like that, schmuck? Or are they ever going to be? Cheap Channel, which, by the way, is on the verge of going out of business. They're on the verge of bankruptcy. Do you know that? Makes sense. Couldn't happen to nicer, more deserving people. I agree. Cheap Channel. Broadcast assassins, butchers, murderers, liars, grave robbers, thieves, DBs, SBs. The Real Rocky says, welcome back, Uncle Neil. It's good to hear you back on the air. A buddy and I went to the Hard Rock to wish George the best and thank him for all the years of entertainment. By the time we got there, around 6, it appeared to be more of a private party. There were a lot of people there, and George looked like he was having a great time. When it comes to the ratings crap, I'm on the road all the time, and I would say 7 out of 10 delivery drivers have your show on. I've received one rating book in all the time listening to my radio, and none of my friends have ever received one, says The Real Rocky. How do you like that? Although I like those diaries a lot. I say, let's go back to them, don't you? Yeah. Justin says, I hate Power 96, and the day they shut off their transmitters, the day I will dance naked down US-1. And O'Neill, what do you think about Jolly Jackass Joe Bell playing Russian roulette? I'm all for it, says no major loss. You really expect people in your audience to like holidays? They hate everything else. Wonder what life must be for them if they have no life, says Justin Hokey. Then he says, Neil, God! Whatever that's all about. I have no life. Mm -hmm. that, that's his, like, I don't know, like 400th email today? And he's talking about other people having no life. Come on, Justin, get get a search party. Christmas 131, Thanksgiving 126, I hate holidays 100. We've got 545 votes and 100 people say they hate holidays. Hmm. So I guess they don't have a job. Because if you have a job, you got to like holidays. Right? you got to love them. Yeah. Here's one that says, from Kimberly, I thought I'd tune in at 10 o'clock here. Cooperstein and DA for about 10 minutes and then try the next day and finally gave up last week. Any chance of adding a stream or some other feed so we can see you in the studio and you can hold up stuff on camera? No. Please sound like he's being made to do your show. I think he detracts from the show and adds nothing at most. A friend went to Hooters to get Marlin tickets and the Black guy named Ben was there, just sitting there at a table telling everybody they were all gone. What a promotion run at the same time as George's party was. Did you have a promotion going on at the same time as George's party? No. How's the Dow? I don't. The Dow's up 160 points. It rained all weekend, so I saw that Smithsonian movie. It was okay, not great. But a large man threw himself in the seat in front of me, and the seat went backward and slammed into my knee. I think he was drunk. Then I rented Paul Blart Mall Cop, which was just as good. Who had big numbers? Norm gets uh, too much ear time, says Kimberly. 
Well, if Norma would stop emailing me, Norma wouldn't get any. Uh, although I did, I did take the time to tell you that story about the uh, fully compensated, and I think it was well worthwhile. Right? Yeah. Oh, here you go. Here's one. <laughs> and it says no name. Isn't that always a good starter? Oh, good yeah. starting point? From no name. Ron from Miami says, this piece of crap town knows nothing about sports. Nobody wants to go to Little Green, Little Green Teeth Havana for, uh, Town for a baseball game. There's some other word in there, but I can't. It's chopped off, you know. You know how that works? Yeah. Well, we'll see. They're going to spend all your tax dollars in Dade County. Better you than me. I, I, my home is in Broward. No Name says, how does a host of a radio show of your caliber... You mean the point two? Not be able to choose their own producer sidekick for that show. How does that look for a future talent that WQM wants to recruit? It says, Hillbilly Joe Bell single-handedly is trying to destroy your show, breaking off one arm at a time. His objective to rid you and your show of the area and draw more audience to the right-wing agenda of Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh, not far from your dial. Stay on the air until you croak on the air, no matter what, Neil. You can always... Something, Hillbilly Joe. You can be out, oh, outlast. You can be in Terry Shibo State and talk out of your tube. Don't talk to or allow Flea to talk. And if Flea doesn't have any money, then maybe you should ask Jolly Joe for some instead of working for free. DA needs to go away or at least remove the mouth guard from his mouth when he speaks. And Adam Pooperstein needs to take his lips off Joe Rose's. I can't say the word. And I'm sure, uh, sure I'm not going to say it. Because if I said it, you'd have to do something about it. Right. Joe Rose's part. Chris says, if you were wondering, and probably weren't, Joe Bell left me alone. Keep up the good work, and when does Flea get his own email address? Oh, this is Chris from FSU. Remember Chris from FSU? Oh, yeah, the C-word guy. See you guy. next time? Yeah. yeah. Well, finally, I guess he got Joe off his ass. My favorite holiday is Christmas, 131, Thanksgiving, 126. Very, very close. Nip and tuck. Well, what's the difference beside the fact on Thanksgiving we don't give uh, gifts? I don't know. Don't they go and eat the same, like, turkey and ham and stuff on Thanksgiving and on Christmas? I would think so. What do you mean you would think so? You don't know from the goyim? I haven't been over everybody's house for Thanksgiving. I hate holidays, 101. Ham. Ham with, well, what's that stuff they smear on it? On ham? Yeah, on ham. When they slice the ham, they put, the, what do they put on it? Cranberry sauce? No, cranberry sauce on ham? Oh, I don't know. I just put mustard on ham. Oh, yeah, like on a ham a, a ham sandwich. Oh, ham yeah. Ham and cheese. Honey baked ham with a little mustard. That'd be good. Mm, ham and Swiss. I'm going to make some Chinese during the break. Really? Well, I've got some from yesterday, from last night. I ordered a delivery. And, of course, I couldn't eat it all, so I'm going to, like, you know, put some on a plate and nuke it. That's nice. What? And then I'll eat on the air. We, we can get that point two down to a point one, or maybe a oh, point, oh, point. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Maybe that's why they put D.A. on last week. They figured he's got a oh, point. Oh, So, you know, he can't be unfamiliar or uncomfortable with an O point two. <laughs> April, the whole Neil Rogers audience vanishes. They disappear. And that's something about the sports crew. You know, I haven't had one email about the movie The Neighbor with um, Rod Steiger. You think nobody has seen it? 
I don't know. It's a really excellent movie. Scary. Neil God. If you missed listening to 560 between 10 and 2, you missed this. I-81 degrees. Winds east, south, east at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 60%. Tonight, variable clouds with scattered thunderstorms. Low, 73 degrees. Winds east at 10 to 20. <laughs> Chance of rain, 60%. And now for a humorous note. Do you believe the size of the breasts they put on mannequins? Uh, uh. 560 WQAM. We bleed weather. <laughs> right. Maybe that's the new format. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. So I'm having a little mushroom egg foo young. Ooh, that sounds good. It's it's okay. Yeah. It's made in a very peculiar way. It's got all these strands of um, Chinese vegetables. <laughs> like bamboo shoots. Oh, I'm not eating on the air again. Am I? That's bad. Uh-oh. Here's one from Mr. Highlight. You know Mr. Highlight? No. I don't either. Welcome back, Uncle Neil. Hope you didn't lose your ass at Woodbine during your mini vacation. No, I actually did not. On the two-cent quick hit, I got seven quick hits, 1167 bucks. Not too bad, huh? You ever play quick hit? No. You're not a slots guy at all, are you? At all, no. I play blackjack. Well, that's more manly, you know. Here it says, Flea sounds like my 12-year-old son. And please tell Mary at the Holiday Inn she's a sellout. Well, Mr. Highlight's got some issues. Shirley Yan, you know, she's the lady that gave George the money at Gulfstream that one day. Remember? Mm-hmm. She gave George a bag of money. She says the Alien tapes were better. I guess referring to last Wednesday through Friday. Yeah. I guess. Or maybe yesterday, I don't know. Could have been. I don't know, Shirley. Be more specific. Oh, guess who died? Who? Robert Furchgott. Careful how you say that now. Yeah. Scientist who won a share of the Nobel Prize and whose work helped lead to the development of Viagra died. He was 92. You know something? 92 is old enough for anybody, but in his case, I'm gonna I would like to dance on his grave only because of all those damn spam emails I get. Do you get yeah. a whole bunch of them, too? Oh, all the time. God. A million a day. Someday I'll be thicker and wider. Huh? Someday I'll be thicker and wider. I don't want to hear about it. Oh, the real Adam Kirshner says... <laughs> this is funny. Okay. Let me print it out. It's about James Crystal Radio. James, the, the words James Crystal and radio in the same sentence are like an oxymoron. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. James Crystal Radio. That, that's Norma's buddies over there. Light bulb light. Don't be uh, talking with your mouth full now. I got a whole bunch of this stuff. I didn't heat it up long enough, though. Oh. 
So Adam Kirshner says, sorry to hear about the ratings. WQM has run its course, but the answer is certainly not James Crystal Radio. They can't afford a new bottle of water in their water cooler, no less than the salary you would command. How are they able to move into new studios is beyond anyone unless the old landlord who they owed back rent to simply padlock the door, thus forcing James Crystal to move. And I guess radio's king snake in the grass, Steve Lampa, promised his new landlord the moon and won't even up paying a grain of sand until the new landlord gets the padlock out. And then there are the tons of lawsuits against James Crystal that have kept the owner, James Hilliard, out of the country and dodging the sheriff. Norma Kent once did a pathetic show at J.C. and then Lapa threw him off the air. I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. He was on 850 briefly for about five minutes. Can we not talk about Norma Kent today? Because then he'll start emailing me again. I have no problem whatever you want to say, but he'll start e e emailing. Annoyingly. And then he'll want to be fully compensated for his time. <laughs> What do you what are you uh, smirkling about? Because that was just a crazy email that he sent. No, it wasn't an email. It was a comment during a phone call. Oh, okay. It was actually hearing his voice saying it. He wants to be kept fully informed and fully compensated. Was that an attempt at humor? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, he was dead serious. He he claimed last night that he, he was just kidding. Squeezing for money. There are fewer things in life worse than people squeezing you for money. And, of course, the big bucks you're making. <laughs> well, it's your own doing. Yeah. You're the one who agreed to do this for free. That's true. Flee. I could be sitting at home doing nothing for free. If you if you would have said, no, I want a hundred grand a year to do George's job, George would still have a job. Oh, sure. Well, how, do, how does that thing fit? How does that noose fit around your neck? Tight? Yeah. Don't forget that list of phone numbers tomorrow. I'll send it to you today. Will you really? Yeah, as soon as the show is over. Wow, Frankie in South Carolina says, I was just in Miami. You can't complain about the signal of QAM. There isn't one. I think that would be high on the priority list for management, but then again, what do I know? I think you should come out with bumper stickers that can be a new way of checking out the ratings. Send Flea out to Biscayne Boulevard. Have him count the number of stickers he sees. Let us know what corner he's on so we can give him a little scare. <laughs> Frankie says, I don't like Flea. He seems a little shifty-eyed. One of those two-faced guys on radio, not to mention he couldn't do an entertaining show to save his life. Hope you survive this new ratings fiasco. Sounds like a raw deal, says Frankie. I'll survive, Frankie. I'm a survivor. Yeah, this is, talk about stealing old material. Somebody sends me this. On the doctor who helped develop Viagra, I heard they weren't able to close the casket. A tisket, a tasket, they couldn't close his casket. Likely story. You know how old that is? Yeah. Older than Methuselah. Even Eddie Cantor wouldn't use that joke. You know Eddie Cantor? Not really. With the buggy eyes? See, that's one of the good things about being old. Is you remember a whole bunch of crap, and all you young whippersnappers, you don't know from it. Eddie and Ida Cantor. If you knew Susie, like I, oh my God, was he a talent or what? No. Well, that just stimulated my appetite. I'm going to go make during this next break a whole bunch more. Mushroom egg foo young. You like egg foo young? Yeah, it's good. I bet it's good for you too. Anyway, getting back to Robert Furchgott, who um, helped lead the development of Viagra. His daughter Susan Furchgott confirmed to the New York Times the pharmacologist died. In Seattle last Tuesday. 
He worked with a gas, nitric oxide, which led to new research in cardiovascular functions. Nitric oxide had been known as a pollutant that contributed to smog and acid, acid rain. But research by Furchgott and others found it was an important signal in the cardiovascular system, mediating blood pressure and blood flow. The scientists were awarded the Nobel Prize in 98 for providing the first proof that a gas can perform important biochemical functions in the body. Oh, I've got some good gas sounds for them that we can't play. The discovery of the ability of nitric oxide to enlarge blood vessels was a factor in the development of the anti-impotency drug Viagra by Pfizer, Inc. Furchgott, who was born in Charleston, South Carolina, earned a chemistry degree from the University of North Carolina and a doctorate in biochemistry from Northwestern University. He taught and researched at Cornell, Washington University, and SUNY Downstate. And now, at the age of 92, he's dead. No more popping pills. There must be an awful lot of limp guys out there because with all these, all these damn spam emails we all get, they must be selling it to somebody. Oh, yeah. Soft Cialis, hard Cialis, mediocre Cialis. Oh, there's Sonia Sotomayor, your new uh, Supreme Court Justice. She'll get it. Inspired by the achievement of our founding fathers. A Hispanic woman. Do you think that the Republicans are going to have the, the cojones to vote against her? I don't think so. No way. They've only got like about 50 people left for them anyway. And they all listen to IOD, by the way. Isn't that pathetic right-wing talk? Mm-hmm. What does it tell you about this market? At a time when Obama and the Democrats won the elections by a landslide last November... And in South Florida, right-wing talk is still going strong, man. Communista, communista, communista. Better you than me. Oh, <laughs> Howard David's a bitch. Absolutely. It's been brought to my attention that uh, your ratings are dying now. Well, I don't want to show you what a big asset I was to you and how. You thought you could find somebody good enough to fill my baggy pants? It ain't easy. <laughs> there ain't no chance I'll ever be coming back. <laughs> Outside of considering a lucrative contract. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what will save you from shutting that transmitter to down, why, that's easy. <laughs> sure. a lot more about not oh did you hear that yeah what was that that was a little uh, a little trailer sound there i don't think i ever heard that one before kind of like an, an offbeat version of that here is the email of the century from paul castronova the real one really yeah well it's on their 
they have like a logo for their show, you know, have a hectic day, yada, yada, with their right. whatever. After the ratings results, Clear Channel will be moving forward with simulcasting their show within the state. Two stations in the Keys, then Tampa and Orlando as well. Sorry to hear your show died. You had a good run. We have the ratings participants in our back pocket, but you didn't hear it from me, says Paul Castronova. How do you like that? Hmm. Uh, we didn't hear it from them, but Cheap Channel has the new rating system participants in their back pocket. Maybe that explains why um, IOD did so well and Big did so well and all the Cheap Channel stations did so well. Even INZ with their sports format finally showed up a little bit. Not big. A little something-something. Let me get those ratings out again. Let's see. 6 to 10 a.m., 2554, WINZ, a 0.2. Oh, that's a bad number, a 0.2. We can yeah. relate to it. Midday, WINZ, do they show up at all? Like I said, they didn't do much. I don't see them on here at all. Oh, yeah, here they are, 0.4, mm. doubled our audience. Afternoon Dive, WINZ, all sports, 0.2. Like I said, not too exciting, but uh, Paulie says that the Cheap Channel's got the participants in the new rating system in their back pocket. Sure looked like it. Yeah. Sounds like cause for investigation to me, Paulie. It really stinks really, really bad. I'm saving this one. I'm going to frame it. Don't tell me we're done with the emails. Uh -oh. I got old ones from last, from last week when we weren't on. <clears throat> and I got this thing about in France, they're suing the Church of Scientology. They're taking them to court. I had more um, Egg Foo Young, Mushroom Egg Foo Young there during the break. Oh, yeah? And you know what I'm going to do during the next break? Joyce. No, I have a little more. Oh, oh come on. I'm not that much. My body isn't uh, that sensitive. I guess when you get to be a certain age, you, you eat a meal and right away you're, you you got to make a run, you know? I think that's healthy, though. Is it really? I think so. Well, that's right. You're into that vegetarian crap. Well, like for young, it's mushroom. It's mushroom. Yeah, it's good. There's no meat in it at all. Now, what inspired you? How long have you been doing that crap? Oh, it's a long story, but uh, it'll be eight years in October. Eight years? You haven't eaten any meat? Right. And what was I asking you about before? Pork chops or some, some damn ham. Ham, that's right. What do you know about ham when you're a vegetarian? Well, I used to eat it. I know it's good. It's trafe. Puerto Rican Ralph says, glad to hear you back. These clowns were nothing, could not even carry your jockstrap or granny panties. On the new nominee, Puerto Rican from the Bronx, Ileana Rosanna Dana was on the news talking smack about the new person and that they were going to talk to Mel Martinez. He was unavailable for comment. So happy to hear your return, even if yada yada. Okay, whatever you say, Ralph. Since when did TBS turn into the new UPN once Pedro Pablo wants? What's that got to do with us? You know anything about that? No. Since when did TBS turn into the new UPN? I don't know nothing about it, and I could care less. All you people that watch these stale cable channels for crying out loud, stale. I wonder how those horse racing shows really helped us, too, during April. Did we do a bunch of them during April? Um, I don't know. No? We there, did not? Well, their season ended in April, so maybe maybe one. One or two. 
We need a lot more hockey talk. On hiatus, he came back as an assistant coach of the Rangers. He said it just wasn't the same. I mean, this was a guy who coached with a motion. Rangers, how are the Rangers doing? Are they still in the playoffs or what? Are they still out like the Leafs and the Panthers? Rangers, a lot more hockey talk. That should get us back into it. Really compelling. It's Toronto, they were trying to get a change there. Toronto and Hamilton, AHL, baby. Now we're talking the big stuff. Compelling. That's what your buddy says. You have to be uh, really compelling. Hmm. Wouldn't it be something if this whole thing is rigged and that cheap channel really does have these people all in their back pocket like Castronova says? Maybe that's why they got a 12.5 share over there in the morning. Does anybody anybody in the world believe, A, that they got a 12.5 in the morning over there or that we had a .2 in the midday? Anybody believe either one of those numbers? No. No. Well, I know there's a big standoff between the people that do the ratings and Clear Channel right before we went to the, the new system here. There was a standoff? There was some kind of standoff where Clear Channel was not going to, what they say, encode their markets uh, 50 and below, which is a lot of stations for them, unless uh, Arbitron did something, and I don't know, but they got it resolved at the last minute. Unless what, Arbitron fixed the numbers for them for their shows? I don't know about that, but they did something that made them happy. I see. Well, Castronova says, we have the participants in our back pocket, but don't, you didn't hear it from me. That must be why he sent me the email on their letterhead thing, you know? Mm-hmm. On their logo. You didn't hear it from me as if I wasn't going to read that. Sure, we're going to read it. And we're going to investigate it. And we're going to sue a bunch of people is what we're going to do. Flea is going to do it. First, he's going to fight Sedano out on the corner of 441 and Ivesbury Road. going to have a, a pugilistic match out there in the corner. And then Flea is going to go to the Supreme Court. Shirley Yon says, I'll be more specific. If you're not there, I'd rather listen to Alien tapes. tapes. I turned it off on Wednesday. As soon as I hear, this is Flea, the radio's off. Oh, no. Wow. You chased poor Shirley away, that nice lady, Shirley Yon. I'm going to make more egg foo young. Sounds good. Not bad for you. It's not fattening. Got no meat in it. And it's filling. And I think Chinese food is uh, mostly kosher, too, wouldn't you think? A lot of Jewish people eat it. I know that. If it's not kosher, it's at least halal. Hi, guys and gals. I'm Alaska Governor Sarah Palin. When I'm not shooting caribou from a helicopter hovering 50 feet off the ground, I'm a 44-year-old wife, mother, and future grandmother of an illegitimate child conceived out of wedlock. But I'm also an endorser, and I'm here today to tell you folks about an exciting new perfume for you gals out there. It's called Pentecostal Perfume. <clears throat> Named after the religious practice I no longer associate myself with due to its controversial nature, Pentecostal perfume will make you smell divine. And make you speak in tongue. <clears throat> it's perfect for all occasions, whether you're hunting or running or taking a field trip to the nuclear plant. Gosh darn it, this is a fragrance for all you gals. Other perfumes just pale in comparison. I'm Sarah Palin, and I approve this fragrance. <laughs> Twelve forty four, sixteen to one at five sixty WQM. Here's Enrique says I got the uh, TBS joke earlier. It's because they've got so many black shows now. Oh, okay. Well, what does that mean? They do have a, got a lot of black shows. They used to, yeah. Now, yeah, TBS runs a lot of Tyler Perry's this and Tyler Perry's that. Yeah, which is uh, all black shows. And I guess that's it. Just finished a little more Egg Foo Young. 
I might finish it all by the time 2 o'clock rolls around. And if anybody don't like it, too bad. Here's one again from a phone number, no name. Neil, don't trust a producer who doesn't eat meat, Joe Bell says. Fake Joe Bell. Don't trust a producer who doesn't eat meat. I know I asked you this before, but you do this out of um, humanitarian reasons because you don't want to eat animals? Right. Or from health standpoint, or what, what's, what's the deal? It's a little bit of everything. It started as a bet, and I went 100, really? yeah, went, I went 100 days without eating meat. Who'd you bet, George Sedano? No, Greg Steele, my old program director over at uh, Zeta. See, he was a, a big drinker, and, yeah. he, and he went 50 days without drinking. And uh, we went to one of those, uh, you know, poor cow places where it's all-you-can-eat meat and meat and meat. And the day after that, I was like, man, I'm never eating meat again. He bet that I couldn't do it. I said I could double his time, and I went 100 days, and I liked it and never went back. You liked it? Yeah, I like it a lot. What did you like about it? I'd, I, I definitely feel a lot healthier. Because you're not eating meat? Yeah. You feel healthier? I do. Now, did your your voice go up a few decibels from uh, not from eating all the uh, veggies? Yeah, because you know your your sack shrivels when you uh, don't eat meat. Your sack shrivels, huh? Uh huh. I'll be damned. A <laughs> little bit too much information, if you ask me. Okay. The Dow's up 176 points. Oh! Let's hear it. Neil at neilrogers.com. By the way, we run out of emails. On my first day back after vanishing, aren't you amazed? I really and dismayed? am. Huh? I really am. I thought there'd be a lot of emails today. They don't care. I'll tell you one thing, little George, man, you talk about selling somebody short. When when he got canned, there was 80 million times the number of emails as to since this last week, all this stuff going on. 80 trillion times as many about George. Maybe they love George, they hate me. Only George was sure on a hell of a lot during the month of April, wasn't he? Yeah. Now, are you going to blame him? No, I blame the uh, system. Because George has been on a hell of a lot of other times, including summer times for years and years and years. Always did fine numbers. Fine. Oh, we're fine. As opposed to finite, which is what we have now. Oh, the fake Ernie Sochman. No, this is the real Ernie Sochin because he's got his uh, thing on here. He's a councilman in Cutler Bay. The real Ernie Sochin. That is amazing. Uh, it says, one of your listeners said you were wondering what I was doing. I'm flattered. Do you remember Ernie Sochin? No, obviously not. No. Way, way back from the old WNWS and WYNZ days. He used to do biorhythms. He was one of my guests. And then he got himself, like, weekend talk shows doing biorhythms. You know from biorhythms? Yeah. Anyway, he says, I'm flattered. First, I must say that I miss the good old days of talk radio. With you as the exception, there's virtually nothing worth listening to in Miami. I spend my time on WDNA now. Why the folks in Radioland think having hours and hours of sports talk on every available station is a good strategy beats me, but they own the radio stations and I don't. I'm still involved in politics as councilman for the town of Cutler Bay, 42,000 and growing. I was reelected last year. I have about three more years to go before I'm termed out. Will I run for another or higher office? No, according to my wife, but I'm still thinking. Why not a fat old gray-haired Jew in the White House? I did find my missing sock, but now I can't find the original one, the story of my life. On the serious side, I still work a couple of days a week for an electronic company, write columns for a national magazine and a local newspaper, and spend way too many hours being a politician. I have three grandkids that also manage to keep me busy, still play tennis, ride my bike, go to the gym, and ingest dozens of pills every day. Join the club, Ernie. 
I'm truly glad you managed to survive the radio mess. It is no doubt due to your great talent in the business I still envy you. Says Ernie Sochin, Councilman Cutler Bay. Thanks, Ernie. He found one sock. He can't find the other one. Yeah, he did a show one time on socks. You know about how when you do the laundry, you always lose one sock or whatever. You can't right. find them both. Mm-hmm. He did a show on socks, and that became like the talk of all the old yentas. Oh, my God, it was such a wonderful show. Ernie Sochin talking about socks. As opposed to some of our guys talking about jocks. All of our guys talking about jocks. Like on Wednesday. Oh, here, here's one, speaking of that, from Cash. He says, the worst fill-in show ever, ever. Today's show, this being last Wednesday, May 20, had to be the worst fill-in show for Neil Rogers in its history. I've been listener since 1993. It was so clumsy and awkward from the get-go. D.A. and Adam Cooper Steinmanberg were absolutely embarrassingly bad. After that big, smelly, disgusting load of crap they laid from 10 to 2, they should quit and go to work at McDonald's if they could even cut it there. I can see why D.A. gets the oh in the nighttime. He should owe points. There was no mention at all about where Flea was or why he wasn't on the show. <clears throat> the beast whom I previously considered the worst villain to date, in my opinion, would have been better off doing the show than these sweaty, jock-sucking sport holes. Way too much about... Jack! And... Jack! Jack! After listening to these talentless clowns today, they made the beast seem like the best in the business. I tried desperately to find something else to listen to on the radio since I'm in the office. My radio is my only source of escape from work. After finding absolutely nothing, I decided to turn the radio off completely, and it was better than listening to these ass clowns trying to do a show in your absence. Listening to them was worse than... Nails on a chalkboard. I'd rather listen to Lenny Martez giving English lessons. I've had a glimpse of radio without you, and damn, it's scary. So stay healthy and stay away from the ice cream so you can be around until you're at least 100. WQM is a joke of a radio station. I miss George and hope he finds his way on the air somewhere locally. Joe Bell is the Antichrist and should be fired immediately. Absolutely. I'm thinking 790 must be paying him off to run the station completely into the ground. Thank you for keeping me from making the mistake of getting into radio. And then it says at the end, only three doys. How do you like that? He says it was the worst swill in history. It was mung. That's bad. Tony says if the two bozos that filled in for you yesterday are a glimpse of what's to come this summer... Please count me out when they're on the air, this being about Wednesday show. I've listened to you since 93 when I drove a Dade County-issued vehicle. I'd only had an AM radio. Um, I thought they had condemned me to hell till my search on the AM dial ended up on WYOD at that time. I've enjoyed listening to you and George ever since, but this is the last straw. I will continue to listen to you and promptly switch to whatever station picks up George if you don't happen to be on at the same time. Cooperstein and B.O. or whatever his name is. <laughs> B.O. All right. Stuck up the joint in the worst possible way. I truly believe even Flea could have done a better job. What a bunch of sports homos. Even you could have done a better job. He says. That's a, that's amazing. Keep up the quality radio. You're one of the few glimmers of hope, signed Tony. P.S. Don't know if you remember Dennis Zabaglo from the hockey days, but he was a fellow county inspector. Always uh, spoke highly of you. I don't know who that is. Dennis Zabaglo? From the hockey days. I guess from the old uh, Miami Arena days. I guess. Panthers. We love the Panthers. How are they doing in the playoffs, by the way? Oh, sorry. I see Mike Keenan got canned again in Calgary. Good. He's an ass clown. 
And Phantom Informer sends me this long article from the Orlando Sentinel, What Went Wrong with Radio Personality Shannon Burke. Well, part of the problem is we've already talked enough about Shannon Burke, and people in South Florida don't know and they don't care. Phantom Informer, who's obviously an Orlando radio junkie of some sort. Oh, the people at the TKS are uh, want to hire you? About Yeah, right. Go away. Don't go away mad, Phantom Informer, fake one. Just go away. God. Oh, here's a bunch more. Aren't you excited? Oh, yeah. It says, Ed says, the chink food itself isn't fattening, but all the sauce and gravy they put on it is a killer. You can get it with the sauce on the side. Well, I did. I don't have any sauce on it, Ed. So bug off. The Phantom says, please, Stan Major, Milky Way dark candy bars now. Yeah. That's what we need. Let's get Stan on here. What do you say? You don't even know Stan Major, do you? No, not really. Neither does anybody else. Neil, I've been out of town, wanted an update on George. Has he found anything yet? Thanks, says Mark in Georgia. No, I got no update. No, uh, no nothing today. Did you? You heard from him since Friday, since the big party? No, not at all. Well, Sunday oh. we talked on the phone, but I haven't heard from him today at all, no. You talked on the phone Sunday and said what? And he thanked me for the party, and we just, you know, talked about uh, things about the show and when he would come over and put the music into my new computer that I don't have yet. Oh, when's he going to do that? As soon as I get the computer. Oh, when we get our new studio, whatever year that is? Yeah. Oishmoy Jew says, face it, Joe Bell will do as he pleases, and no amount of complaining from anyone will change anything. So just give us, keep giving us the great entertainment and ignore the a-hole. Let the listeners compensate, Norma, the way they think you should compensate George. Hold your breath, Norma. Did George find a job? Life is good for Norma, it says. It says Oishmoy Jew. Whatever that means. Adam says, welcome back, Uncle Neil. No one can hold a candle to you. I hope they don't. It burns. But if ever there was an example of what you've been preaching all these years, it was the days that you were gone. DA and generic sidekick were pretty bad. But despite being bad, the fact that we're talking about sports, they were not talking about sports for four hours, and we're actually talking about pop culture topics and current events, made it at maximum uh, tolerable. Had they been talking about nothing but sports, my radio would have been shut off immediately. Talk radio about anything but sports is better than sports ad nauseum, says Adam. How do you like that? Hmm. I would concur with that. Welcome back, replacement sucked, says the fake Patrick Kane. Oh, by the way, the Hawks are done. Adam Cooperstein, it says, is related to the big dog Joe Rose. Is that true? Related? No. Adam Cooperstein? Joe Rose ain't Jewish, okay? I hate to break the news to you. No, they just work together at NBC. Oh, they, they're like bunk butt buddies from, from NBC6? Right. NBC6 and CBS4, nobody says ABC10. Ever since Sandy Payton... Ran off with Anne's body. Oh, I shouldn't do that. I'll get another hostile. And you're right, by the way, uh, Jimmy Syphilis. I'm not reading your crap anymore. See, uh, uh, let me say it again. The purpose of taking the emails was not to sit here and take abuse. I know that comes as a great shock to a lot of you ass clowns out there. That was never the purpose of taking phone calls, taking emails, to sit here and take abuse for four hours. Doesn't that come as a great shock? Mm, no. I know. What a concept. Think about it. Not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon! The following is a paid public service announcement from the International Rifle Association. Let's face it, most of us will never be rich. Hell, we probably won't even be successful, and that's pretty damn depressing. But, as usual, with every problem, there is a solution. Hi, I'm Jim, and I'm here to tell you a little something about handguns. 
They scare the shit out of people and intimidate them into giving you whatever you want. That's right, handguns. Think about it. Need some cash? Rob a bank. Don't have enough money for beer? Pull up a convenience store. Take some chips and pretzels while you're at it. It's all free if you've got a handgun. Some son of a bitch cheating on your girlfriend? Kill him. It's a simple solution to life's complex problems. All you have to do is wait the five days for it, and happiness is just around the corner. Hell, if you don't want to wait the five days, who cares? Buy the damn thing off the street. Just buy a lot of handguns. It's a great alternative to working problems out and can be considered a population controller. Yes, handguns. They just might make you famous. Yeah, I think I'm going to come in there with a couple of handguns. Start shooting the place up to celebrate the new building. Sure. When we get our new studio to break it in. What do you think? Okay. Make sure I'm well, on it. more egg foo young, by the way. Uh-oh. Mushroom egg foo young. It's got carrots in it and bamboo shoots. Speaking of shoot. Harry E. says, Neil, it's good to hear your voice again, although without 19-year compadre George, it's like half of a show. It's a typical QM screw-up that they never provided any explanation for you or Flea's absence. I had to read about it in the Herald Online. The complainers about your fill-in last week are 100% correct. They are... I have no life. No. Absolutely correct, sir. The May 0, 0.0 rating will be accurate due to no listeners last Wednesday through Monday. I hope George hits it big. He deserves it, and I know he's thankful to you for the opportunity you gave him. Lastly, I'm sure that Joe Bell, the C-word Joe Bell, is really happy with your latest ratings, since in his mind, if you can call it that, ratings don't matter. What an embarrassment to broadcasting. He must have all the naked pictures. There can't be any exp other explanation how he can survive. Well, this is Harry in the uh, Sunny Isles Beach. Thanks, Harry. Jesus says, Adam Pooperstein looks like a giraffe. <laughs> is that true? No, I don't think so. He's skinny, though. Is he? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. He sucks on the air. He makes DA sound like Walter Cronkite. And that's why we put him on. As little George would say, if they like it, it's going to suck and it's going to fail. And I think you were right about uh, the Joyce aspect of eating all this egg foo young. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm starting to feel a little thunder down under. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's some more crap. It, it's coming. This is Larry. What can I say that everybody else hasn't told you? They were real caca. Not that they can hold a candle to you. It just kept on going back to sports. But the bit with the sticking a hand in the toilet was funny. This is Larry. Sticking a hand in the toilet? I don't know. I didn't listen. Oh, that was the story. I got that story in my pile. Some woman at a ball game stuck her hand down the toilet at a Mets game. Oh. You hear that story? No. <clears throat> the fake dog says, don't ever do that disappearing act again. Welcome back. Those two goofballs on last week were a perfect example of how not to do a talk show. They tried, but they're no Neil God. They would say something and repeat it two or three times like I was hard of hearing. Thanks for you, says the fake Doug. Jimmy Dworsky. Neil, glad to hear you back on here. Traffic is also lighter now that the hazmat teams have cleaned up the load Joe Bell dropped once you were off the air. <laughs> Whoever did that fill-in show was horrendous and isn't qualified to work the microphone to the McDonald's drive-thru. Wow.
There still isn't one person who saw the movie The Neighbor with Rod Steiger. Not one. I mentioned at the top of the show at 10 o'clock. Yeah, he died actually uh, July 9, 2002. And, Rod Steiger? Yeah, and some of the other movies, uh, End of Days, Crazy in Alabama, Mars Attacks, The Specialist. So he's done some good films. Pawnbroker. Didn't he win an Academy Award for the Pawnbroker, I think? Could be. Great actor. Not good. Great. Okay, I'm done with my info. I'm not eating no more. <clears throat> Aren't you proud of me? Very good. Here's the poll. How many votes we got? We got more votes than we got listeners, according to the new rating survey. We got 616 <laughs> votes. Yeah, that's right. And this is a brand new poll. My favorite holiday is Christmas 149, Thanksgiving 144. I hate holidays 108. <laughs> Independence Day, 4th of July, 59. Halloween 43, spelled wrong. That's Charlie B's doing. My birthday, 32. He's got hollow. H-O-L-O, Charlie. New Year's Eve or Day, 16. Kwanzaa, 8. St. Patrick's Day, 8. Chinooka, 7. Memorial Day, 7. Purim, 6. I still like it better than Hanukkah because I love my homentasha. Not that I've had any in years. Homentasha are so good that it's the kind of thing you ought to be able to go out, not, not just on Purim, but any day of the year and go out and buy a whole bunch of them, you know? Yeah. And Rod, uh, Rod, uh, with Steiger, he was uh -huh. nominated for the Palm Broker but did not win. I'll be damned. Best actor in a leading role. Well, he was sure excellent in uh, this movie, The Neighbor. Nobody saw it. Of course, back in the day when we had an audience, I bet I would have had 20 emails about it already. But now that we got our point, too, now that Clear Channel has put the big fix in on the new system, how do, how do you like that? Castronova says, we have the participants, the blank participants in our back pocket, but you didn't hear it from me. Huh. Well, they went from a 7 to a 12, so. Uh-huh. 12.5. A 12.5 share. Is there anybody in the in, on the face of the globe, anybody in the universe uh, no. who believes it? Uh, no. The voice of Mickey Mouse for over 25 years and a certified Disney legend. Wayne Allwine passed away last Monday, May 18th, the age of 62, due to complications from diabetes. Diabetes. Allwine was also a sound effects editor and Foley artist for Walt Disney Studios. What does that mean, Foley artist? Hmm. You know what that means? No. He's survived by his wife, Russie Taylor, who incidentally has been the voice of Minnie Mouse since 86. He had been the voice of Mickey Mouse in 77. I thought the voice of Mickey Mouse was, um, or I'm, I'm thinking of Bugs Bunny. Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc, yeah, he did a lot of the voices. The lineage of the mouse is as follows. Walt Disney was a, uh, excuse me, the first voice of his studio superstar. In the 40s, when Walt got busy and hoarse from smoking too many faggots, he began handing off some of the voice chores to one of his sound effects editors, Jimmy McDonald. The last known time Walt spoke for Mickey was the lead-ins and animated wraparound done for the Mickey Mouse Club in 1955. By then, McDonald was doing it on most occasions, though once in a while, somebody else would tackle the role. Stan Freeberg, for example, played Mickey on a 1955 children's record. And Hal Smith sometimes did some of the lower-profile appearances. I wonder if any of those people ever said... Eisner? I doubt it. You think? No. In the 70s, as he neared retirement, McDonald began training Allwine, who was a fellow sound effects editor at Disney, breaking him in on the mouse beat. By 83, Wayne was well enough established in the role that he and not McDonald handled it for the character's big comeback film, Mickey's Christmas Carol. He's did it ever since. 
Wayne was married to voice actress Rossi Taylor, who, among many other credits, has been the voice of many for some time. They were both named Disney Legends in an in-house Hall of Fame award in 2008. And now, he's dead. Complications from diabetes. Well, here's that Met fan in a potty mouth, tooth and toilet ordeal. She got her hand stuck in the toilet. But I guess they did that the other day already, right? I guess so. Oh, Norma can't. I told you. Oh, my God. By the way, Lee's voice is pleasing on the ear, and he sounds good on the ear. Uh-oh, that came from Norma? Yeah. Mm. And he wants he wants me to do a bunch of stuff regarding you. I'm in the middle of a show, Norma. Leave me alone, okay? If you want to be fully compensated, it's 108. Leave me alone until at least after 2 o'clock. You silly person, you... You fairy. Yeah. The Church of Scientology could be dissolved in France if it's convicted in trial that opened yesterday in a Paris court. Did you talk about this? I'm sure. No. Where the group and seven of its French leaders stand charged of organized fraud and illegal pharmaceutical activity. The group considered a sect in France has faced prosecution and difficulties in registering its activities in many countries. The trial comes more than a decade after one of the three plaintiffs originally filed a complaint against the Church of Scientology. A young woman said she took out loans and spent the equivalent of $29,000 on books, courses, and a purification package after being recruited by the group in 1998. When she sought reimbursement and to leave the group, the leadership refused. For each person who complains, we have 100,000 ready to say nothing but good things about Scientology. Agnes Braun, an official of the French organization, said before the trial, which is expected to last till at least June 17. The investigator questioned what he called Scientologist obsession with financial gain and the group's practice of selling vitamins, leading to the charge of acting illegally as a pharmacy. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm already uh, taking care of that, Flea. Relax. Okay. I'm way ahead of you. Just calm down. Too many, too many uh, buzzings here on the damn Blackberry Day. Not you, but I'm just too many Norma Cants. I guess he wants to be fully compensated and fully talked about. Go away, Norma. Patrick Massanouve, lawyer for the Church of Scientology in France, dismissed any organized fraud, although he acknowledged there could have been some individual abuses. The discovery of a pedophile priest doesn't allow us to question the entire Catholic Church, he was quoted as saying in the Express magazine ahead of trial opening. And it goes on and on. Screw them, okay? There's dumb people all over the world. Whatever, pick your poison, that's what I say. Whatever religious hocus-pocus you want to be a part of, go right ahead. Just quit killing people already, will you? And they won't do it. They will not stop doing it. So do you think it's possible that not one person in the audience saw that movie, The Neighbor? Well, it was uh, a while ago, right? 92, 93. That's not that long ago. With all the old farts that we used to have out there. Maybe all our audience died in April. Do you think that's possible? Maybe that's what happened. They all died. I better talk to Ellie Brecker over there at the Herald about she's the obit lady. Mm -hmm. If there was a sudden flurry of deaths in April. But you know what Castronova says. Oh, here we go. Tim says, no way to treat a lady was my favorite Rod Steiger film. You'd like it. Very funny murder mystery. Look it up. I'm not sending a link. Also a Foley artist does sound effects in movies. Well, thanks, Tim. Now, see, Tim is informative there. A little education, a little information. 
I don't know whether it's like captivating. What's what's the word that Joe uses? Oh, I don't know. Come on. It'll come to me. Here's one that says, after listening to Flea for a few days, I don't hear a big difference between him and George. He grunts and says yes and no on questions, just like George. Have you ever seen George and Flea in the same room? We've been scammed again. Bring back Queen George, it says. Compelling. That's the word I'm looking at. I can, I can never think of that word. Compelling radio. You think it's been compelling lately? It's been something. The Spirit of Christ compels me to do a big Joyce at 2 o'clock. And I don't want any more emails from Norma Kent, okay? And I'm not forwarding anything to Flea. Leave Flea alone. Leave all of my associates alone. Leave me alone, Norma, if you want to be fully compensated. Yeah, I can't, I can't convey to you how pissed off and fired up I was when I got when he said that. He wants to be kept fully informed and fully compensated. Another squeeze for bucks, man. Another squeeze for cash. Send me some money. Every, everybody wants money. And I still can't figure out whether or not I got my paycheck this, this pay, payday or not. Did you find out yet? No, not yet. Clarence anywhere around? Is he in the building or is he out for a three-hour lunch? He's out for lunch and then he was going to the old building. Yeah. And I guess he'll be back probably after 2 o'clock. You might want to check with him on that. Where did you learn your trade, you idiot? Who ever told you that you could work with men? What you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? To help us. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living. You company man. You fairy. Okay, 118 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. We got the big O coming up at 2. A lot of rumors about that 2 to 4 slot, you know what? Yeah. And you want to know why there's a lot of rumors? Because the guy that's going to be taking it's got a big mouth. But yeah. nevertheless, Mark in Miami says California Supreme Court just upheld Prop 8 on a uh, ban on gay marriage, but said that any couple married prior to the uh, law will remain legally married. And it says, I hope George is doing well. Well, we hope so, too. We haven't heard a word today. No. It's a little bit discouraging, ain't it? A little bit. Cliff and Kendall says, I watched Milk during this rained out Memorial Day weekend. If your listeners are uncomfortable watching Faggery, I don't recommend this film. You can say a lot of bad things about Sean Penn, but he's truly a great actor. Why is it everybody says that? You can say a lot of bad things about him. Maybe because he's uh, liberal and vocal about it. No. No? Our audience would be upset with that? I don't know. He gets a bad rap, though, for sure. James Franco should get an Oscar for not puking after licking ice cream off Sean Penn's ugly face. I agree with that. I thought about your suicidal friend. When, oh, yeah, and by the way, I didn't mention that. Wednesday night at midnight, I got a message. He did not uh, commit sausages. Oh, that's good. He got fired, but he didn't uh, take the pills. Says, when I thought about your suicidal friend when Harvey found Diego hanging in the apartment. Have you heard from him? Yes, and thanks for reminding me. I would have liked a little more examination of why Dan White assassinated Harvey and the mayor. I thought the Twinkie defense was a joke until I checked it out and found it was true. And it worked, yeah. He only got, what, six years? The defense was he ate too much junk food. <laughs> and it affected his mind and his uh, chemical imbalance, all this other crap. Right. It was kind of like a TV intoxication. Ellis Rubin for, uh, what's his name, what was the kid? 1976, way before your time, Ronnie Zamora.
Overall, it was a good movie. Not great, but pretty good, says Cliff and Kendall. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's great, but it's very good. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Please says, yeah. Yep. Yep. Percy in Miami Lake says, Neil, what do you think of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? One of my favorite movies. Joe Bell reminds me of Williamson. Also one of my favorite movies. Have you seen it? Yeah, very good. Coffee's for closers only. Have you made your decision for Christ? Get the chalk. Hey. Oh, there's something he says in there, Jack Lemmon, which I don't think is bleeped very well. Not that we're going to be really ultra-sensitive about that, but I will anyway. How's our new studio coming? Any word? No, no word. Well, I'm telling you, the the um, thunder down under, I'm, I'm leaning off to one side. Oh, I sure hope it didn't make any noise. Nope, I didn't hear anything. Rod? Rod Steiger won an Academy Award for In the Heat of the Night. He was nominated for an Oscar for Pawn Broker and On the Waterfront. Correct. Great movie, On the Waterfront, with Marlon Brando and Eva Marie Saint and um, Rod Steiger. But nobody's seen uh, the, the Neighbor. I'm recommending it to you highly. Go out and rent it, steal it, buy it. If it's on a cable, watch it. The Neighbor, 1993, I think. Oh, here, I, I meant to use this earlier because I was talking about him, about ShamWow, Ofer Shlomi. Born April 25, 1964. That makes him 35? No. 45. Like I said, makes him 45. He don't look 45. Born in Israel. Known for infomercial salesmen. In 1999, as a writer, director, and actor, Ofer released the underground comedy movie to scathing reviews. The New York Post said it may be the least amusing comedy ever made for the successful talent bridges the gap. But here it is absent and said DVDs of the film were marketed via TV commercial and they sold 50,000 copies. The film also led to several lawsuits over filed a copyright infringement suit against Peter and Bobby Ferrelli and 20th Century Fox, claiming that 14 scenes in there's something about Mary were taken from his own film. The Ferrelli brothers responded, we've never heard of him, we never heard of his movie, it's all a bunch of crap. The case was dismissed with prejudice on a motion for summary judgment by order of the court in 2020. The Century Fox was awarded over 66 grand in attorney's fees. In addition, Ofer sued Anna Nicole Smith for breach of contract, uh, alleging that she had agreed to appear in the underground comedy movie, but backed out. In 2004, Ofer, an ex-Scientologist sued the Church of Scientology with help of attorney Ford Green. He alleged that the church had declared him a criminal and urged its members to commit libel against him. Ofer claimed that the church's actions caused him to lose a, su a successful business as many of his employees were Scientologists who quit upon learning of what the church did. The success of the underground movie infomercial suggested to Ofer, Ofer he should sell something more mainstream. Drawing upon his experience working in flea markets... Hmm. He decided in 2006 to market a cleaning product that he saw there, an absorbent towel that he called a sham wow. The ad, filmed in the summer of 2007 with a budget of 20 grand, became a popular hit. Slate.com Seth Stevenson praised Ofer for his impressive and subtle mastery of the pitchman's art, with such lines as, you know the Germans always make good stuff, and wondered if Ofer's abrasive manner might also mark a unique new strategy in the annals of pitchdom. Stevenson compared Ofer to earlier, more upbeat TV pitchmen like Billy Mays, there's the guy, Yeah. and the Home Shopping Network hosts, and concluded that Ofer's smooth-talking condescension was more suited to the present zeitgeist than the earnest fervor of spokesmen like Billy Mays and Ron Popeil, even. 
Consumer Reports reported the infomercial for ShamWow initially featured Ofer claiming that the product held 20 times its weight in liquid. Later, the infomercial was changed to Ofer claiming the ShamWow held 12 times its weight in liquid. It was then changed again to Ofer claiming the ShamWow held 10 times its weight in liquid. <laughs> Consumer Reports did its own test and found indeed it held 10 times its weight in liquid, but no more. Ofer says he sold millions of the towels. Notwithstanding his infomercial success, he says, This is not my career. He considers himself in the film business. Hmm. Pitchman Billy Mays had been promoting a similar product called Zorbies two years prior to Vince Ofer's ShamWow. In February 2009, Billy Mays publicly challenged Ofer to pitch off between their respective absorbent towel products. Popular mechanics actually did compare the absorbency of the tool towel products and declared ShamWow the clear winner. You're going to say wow every time. You know, the Germans always make good stuff. That's what I hear. In 2000, December 2008, Ofer, who previously sold kitchen utensils at Swap Meets, appeared in another infomercial for the kitchen utensil Slap Chop. Ofer's aggressiveness and use of double entendres like you're going to love my nuts have earned him notoriety. And according to Adweek blog, helped make Ofer the man who could beat Billy Mays at his own game. On February 7, 2009, Ofer was arrested in Miami Beach on a charge of felony battery after an altercation with a 26-year-old prostitute. Ofer, who appears in police reports under his real name, Vince Shlomi, contended that he struck the prostitute when she bit his tongue and wouldn't let go. Prosecutors later declined to file formal charges against either individual. And that's it. <laughs> Sham, well, you're going to say wow every time. I like the big, fat, rednecky guy that's on there saying, oh, if you own any, if you, you wash your vehicle, you'd, you'd have to be out of your mind not to own one of these, you know? Do you own a ShamWow? No, I don't. You're out of your mind. I know. I wonder how George is doing with that new vehicle they were getting him. Hmm. Did you tell anything about that? No. Yeah, I got I something for you, though. Hang on. Yeah, what's that? Hi, it's Vince with Slap Chop. Oh, he's slapping it. Yeah, Vince is still slapping There you go. A little remix on YouTube. Really? It's actually really good. What, Slap Chop or the remix? The remix. Okay, I got a couple more emails coming in here. That's good. We got uh, 33 minutes to go. Not that I'm counting. You know, when you've been off doing this, like when you go on vacation for a while, it's like you're out of practice. Yeah. Kind of like a lot of the emailers, too, seem to be today, out of practice. But I'll bet you tomorrow we get flooded. You'll see. Ricky, 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 Carnage. My car's okay, though. Oh, go back to the phone. 
60 WQM. The Dow's up almost 200 points. It was a little over 200. Now it's back 189. It's up. Hmm. Aren't you impressed? Very. I'm sure you're just loaded with stock. Oh, yeah. In fact, maybe that's what the company's going to give you for uh, doing 10 to 2, is give you a bunch of company stock, BBGI. Nice. Mitch says, Ofer's movies and a great remix of his ShamWow spot are all on YouTube. You've got to see the remix of the ShamWow commercial, Pee in Your Pants Funny. Is it Pee in Your Pants Funny? It's pretty funny. Did you pee in your pants? A little. A drip. Hope George finds a job, but honestly, it's great not to hear his boring ass ruining your show. You rock, says Mitch. A little shot there at George, a bad shot. Wow. And still haven't heard a word from George today, not a, not a positive word or a discouraging word. No. Too many words from Norma Kant, though. He wants to get in touch with you. Why? Oh, in case you have any kind of problems, maybe he can do as good of a job for you as he did for George. I'll pass. <laughs> Flea says, El Paso, Norma, leave us alone. like that Britney guy. Leave Britney alone. Leave us alone. And how dare anyone out there make fun of Britney after all she's been through. <sighs> she lost her aunt. She went through a divorce. She had two kids. Her husband turned out to be a user, a cheater, and now she's going through a custody battle. All you be She's going through a custody battle. Yeah. He's got a little quaggler like Chris Matthews and politics. It's time for the politics fix. Jeff says, a really good flick, probably Rod's last good performance. He was also in some real crap like Guilty as Charged about Rod killing people with his own electric chair and W.C. Fields and me where he was way over the top as Fields. The girl in the neighbor was also good, Linda Kozlowski, who's married to Paul Crocodile Dundee Hogan. And the ending was satisfying. Yeah, well, the ending was fine. Yeah, Linda Kozlowski, she was the pregnant chick who was the neighbor who had the misfortune of having uh, Rod Steiger, the doctor, move in next door. Okay. And then we get the thing. Yeah, I've got 400 emails about a Foley artist, a guy in movies who makes sound effects to go along with what's happening on the screen, crunching snow as the guy walks, doors creaking as they open, etc. It came from live radio in the 20s. Wow, live radio in the 20s. Hmm. It says, last week was unlistenable, and the big reason that things like streaming radio... And podcasts are quickly overtaking local terrestrial radio. Local boneheads throwing handfuls of crap against the wall in the hopes that something will stick. Disgraceful, says Jeff. Disgraceful. Not just bad, not just unlistenable. Disgraceful, he said. To which I would say... Absolutely correct, sir. Yeah. I thought D.A. was like a broadcaster. He is. Says who? I think he has a degree. A degree in what? Broadcasting. <laughs> oh. Woo. Can't say anything about his numbers, though, because you can't get much lower than a 0 0.2. Tomorrow, though, maybe a different story. First week in May. We're going to get these every week? I guess so, yeah. Oh, my God. And, when, and according to Paul Castronova, he says, we have the participants in our back pocket, but you didn't hear it from me. Huh, the fix is in. The fix is in for Cheap Channel, so they're always going to do great, and we're always going to suck wind, especially here at middays. I wonder if that's by accident, do you think? No. 
John says, glad to hear you back on the air. In a follow-up to Flea's discussion of his dietary habits, I also do not eat any animal products, including all meats and dairy foods. I've been eating this way for over 13 years. I don't miss these foods at all. I grew up in the South eating beef or chicken every day, lots of eggs, cheese, and ice cream, and drinking a lot of milk. I can tell you unequivocally that an unprocessed, whole food, plant-based diet is the way to go for health. Eating plants as opposed to meats is also much better for the environment as it requires a lot less water, soil, and petroleum to produce the same number of calories in wheat, corn, soy, or another plant compared to beef, chicken, pork, milk, or any other animal product. Hmm. A plant-based diet is also better politically as the beef and dairy industries have significant lobbying activities that influence dietary recommendations made to the public through the USDA. These recommendations have no, nothing to do with health, but rather for preserving profits for these industries. These industries also have a monopoly on nutrition education materials for our public schools, meaning they're brainwashing our children to believe they need animal foods to maintain good health. Not, su not supporting these industries through our buying behaviors helps cut off their brainwashing activities. If you do a literature search at any academic library, you might be astounded to find thousands of articles linking plant-based diets to better health and meat-based diets to morbidity and mortality. Have you ever heard a study that said blueberries or spinach, for example, is bad for you? <laughs> no. On the other hand, countless studies link too much meat and dairy in the diet to cancer, heart disease, osteoporosis, diabetes, arthritis, obesity, and other chronic diseases. Two excellent books to read on the topic are The China Study by Dr. Colin Campbell and Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Fermar. It would be a great place to start to begin understanding the science behind a predominantly plant-based diet and relationship to good health. This is John Lewis. He's assistant professor of um, research for complementary interrogative, uh, integrative medicine, interrogative at the U of M. <laughs> wow, sounds uh, lofty. Yeah. He says this area is part of my research, a big component of my focus to help the people I work with and to attain and maintain good health. My offer still stands to help you as well. Your dietary and physical activity habits can be changed to reverse your diabetes, but you have to want to do it. It's up to you. Thanks, John. See, he would be uh, what's considered a vegan. No egg, no dairy. Yeah. And, no and you? I'm a ovo-lacto-vegetarian. I eat eggs and I eat uh, cheese. Well, how can you go without cheese? That's what I said. Because I've had vegan cheese before. Blah. Terrible. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. You like it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with my meat, man. I love my burgers. Hey, at this point, why change? Yeah, I mean, 66 and a half years old, what am I going to do, change my life? Oh, somebody's sending me some uh, stock crap here. Don't send it. Here's one from Lee. It says, uh, what is Flea talking about? Hasn't he seen Cooperstein on TV? He does look like a giraffe. His neck is longer than hell. Plus, he has that Adam's apple that juts out. Well, I'm sure he hasn't just seen him on TV. He I've, sees him in the studio. Yeah, I've seen him in person. i got to tell you, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Well, there you go, and he sucks on the ear. Well. And that's what they say about D.A. He's also a nice guy, and he sucks on the ear. Charlie B. says, welcome back to both you and Flea. How come no one in management had the balls? Oh, I see. Again, today's pool, holidays, was not mine, somebody else's. Oh, Charlie B. wants to make sure we understand it wasn't his pool with all the misspellings. Halloween with an H-O-L-L. -L. Yeah. A man named Beveridge charged with DUI in St. Pete. A man named Beveridge. That was up 195 point. <laughs> Selling opportunity, Maria. Selling. Yank it, baby. Hi, 
Hey, y'all. It's me, Britney Spears, with an all-new blog update. Right now, I have a little free time on my tour, so I'm just trying to relax. I wonder what's on TV. On an all-new Dr. Phil, pop stars who hang out and the men who love them today at four. Wow, Dr. Phil is on at four now? That's an odd time slot. Oh, you know what? I forgot to open up my fortune cookie from lunch today. I love these things. Confucius say, before you embark on a journey of revenge, dig two graves and make sure your isn't hanging out. Wow. Dig two graves? That's deep, y'all. Oh, someone's at the door. Oh, hi, it's my neighbor. Yeah, Brittany, uh, sorry to bother you, but your has been hanging out all day. Oh, my gosh. Let me stuff it back in. No, 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 no. Your pussy cat has been hanging out in my yard all day. Not your... Wow. I can still see it. Um, could you... Yeah. Wow. That was really awkward. And I'm starting to think that my hanging out has become a serious problem. Or not. Okay. T-T-Y-L, y'all. Wow. Okay, 146-1402-560-WQAM. Here's that story about the guy named Beveridge. Okay. A 50-year-old Chesapeake, Virginia man with an unfortunate last name, given the circumstances, was arrested at 3rd Street and 51st Avenue North in St. Pete around 3 a.m. last night. After a, bre- a breath alcohol test asserted he was at nearly three times the limit at which a driver is considered impaired by the state of Florida, Randy Joe Beveridge. <laughs> who registered alcohol levels of .23 and .19, wow. was charged with driving under the influence and possession of controlled substance after he was found with less than a gram of Oxy without a prescription. Maybe mm-hmm. he knows Rush. Mm-hmm. He's being held in Pinellas County Jail on $2,500 bond. Less than a gram of oxycodone. Well, that's popping up everywhere. Is it really? Yeah, it's a problem. Oh, the fake Anita Bryant says, I had a love-hate thing with George Rodriguez. I like prank-calling him on a regular basis. I think listening to him was so painful, I'd actually switch the dial to Rush Limblob. Ooh. I think I can remember a time when George was actually entertaining, but it goes back to my fag-hating days. Nevertheless, I hope George got that job at the other station. Did he? I don't know. Let us know. I sure hope he did because he hates his family, and now that he's unemployed, I fear for their safety. Thank God he's gone, though. I'm looking forward to a long summer of Best of Neil tapes. The older, the better. Ain't going to be no tapes, Anita. Sorry, bitch. No tapes. Is that correct? That's uh, what I've been told, yeah. You were promised that. I was promised that. My prediction this new guy you got on the air, whatever his name is, won't be hated with the kind of passion that people hated George with. He already seems like a hard worker and active participant in the show and not cynical like silly spick George. I'd like to request that your new assistant introduce himself, where he grew up, his radio career history, what nationality is he, his history with the Neil Rogers show, is he a family man, is he a queer? Tell us. Wow. Until the audience can establish a personal connection with him, like we have with you, Herr Rogers, he'll just be a voice on the radio, so spill the beans. You've already talked about all that stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I know where that guy got arrested, that's for sure. He's got a wife. What? I know where that guy got arrested. Mr. Beveridge. I, I know that area well. The Beveridge guy? Yeah. What do you mean you know the area well? What he was partying mean? downtown. Because I, I used to live in St. Pete for the longest time. Really? How oh, yeah. sad. Yeah, it, was, it used to be really old. Now it's getting younger. Death plus ten? Yeah. 
Well, there's Russell Oliver. Wow. Hmm. He wants to buy your old gold and diamonds and jewelry and stuff. Funny guy. Yeah. He's no ShamWow. He's no Vince, uh, what's his name, Schlemmy uh, Cooperstein. Yeah, but that's a great scam. Send us your gold, and then we'll just uh, turn around and send you a check for what it's worth. No, you don't send it to him. You bring it in. Oh, okay. There's one that you mail it in. You mail your gold in? Yeah, and then they turn around and send you a check based on uh, you know the value that you sent in. Right. Yeah, that's not, let, let's get that started. By the <laughs> yeah. way, speaking of that, what, what, last week, what happened with all my spots? I guess they discrepped them. I don't know. You don't know? Well, some of the clients didn't want them to air if you were not going to be on the air, which really? makes sense, yeah. Both of them? I was suspended, so. I mean, ah, wait, ah, what? Ah, 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 ah. Sorry. See, you and I need to be able to converse before the show in the morning, like right. I said in the beginning, which means we need that studio operative. Yeah. ASAP. These people who sit behind a desk with their feet up on it all day, who have no idea how a radio show works or what goes into it or preparing it, uh, they, they haven't got a clue what we need. Like this morning, it would, have, it would have been far preferable for me to ask you for some fax numbers and, you know, and to make sure that this one got this. Although, you know, every, everything wound up getting where it was supposed to get. Contrary to Norma Kent and his hysterical emails, his obsessive, repetitive emails. Well, if he could just do a job for you like he did for George, you'd be screwed, man. I mean, you'd be in Fat City. Excerpt, betting my last dollar on a horse, the Larry King thing. Somebody sent this last, a week ago today, last Tuesday. An excerpt from Larry's autobiography, My Remarkable Journey. Oh, my God. Do I have time for this? I'll, I'll try. Let me see. Page and, yeah, I guess. I was 37 years old in 1971. I had no job. I had a couple hundred thousand dollars in debts and a four-year-old daughter. I take Chaya to our secret park on visiting day. That's when the pain cut the deepest, looking at my daughter knowing I had no way to support her. Things got bleaker and bleaker. I became a recluse. By late May, I was down to $45. My rent was paid only till the end of the month. I locked myself in my apartment, wondering how bad things could possibly get. Pretty soon, I wouldn't even be able to afford cigarettes. I remember a night when I was a young man in New York, alone, cold, and without cigarettes or the money to buy them. I had smashed open a vending machine to get a pack. A friend called up, told me to start living like a human being again. He invited me to the track. I had nothing better to do. I figured it would be a good therapy to get out and have lunch with a friend and watch the horses come down the stretch. I'll never forget that day. I put on a Pierre Cardin jeans outfit that had no pockets and went down drove to Calder Race Course. I can still see the horses warming up before the third race. There was a horse called Lady Forley, a filly running against males. Normally, female horses don't beat males. We're talking cheap horses. I scanned the board and saw she was 70 to 1. But my eyes really opened up when I looked at the racing form. Racetrack people talked to each other. I turned to the guy next to me and said, You know this horse? Three races back, one more or less in the same company. Why is she 70 to 1? Well, the guy said, There's a couple of new horses here. Yeah, but she should be like 20 to 1, not 70, I said. Screw it. I bet $10 on the horse to win. But I kept looking at the horse. The more I looked at this horse, the more I liked it. So I bet exactly I bet Lady Forley on top of every other horse and below every other horse. That's what's called a wheel. I kept looking at the horse. Wait a minute, I told myself. I've got $4 left. I have a pack of cigarettes. I've got, the, I've got to give the valet two bucks. It still leaves me with money to bet a trifecta. My birthday is November 19. Lady Forley was number 11. So I bet 11 to win, 1 to place, and 9 to show. Now I had bets in for 11 on top, 11 on bottom, 11 to win, a trifecta, 11 one nine. When the race began, I had $2 left in my name, and that was for the valet. They broke out of the gate. The 1 broke on top. The 9 ran second. The 11 came out. Oh, this goes on. Sounds like Fat Rich. He won the trifecta. He won the perfecta. He collected nearly $8,000.
Wow. He says, it had to be one of the happiest days of my life, certainly the most exciting. I stuffed all the money in my jacket, was bundled up. I didn't know what to do with it. I ran out of the track. The valet came over and said, you're leaving so early? I said, yeah, bad day, Mr. King. I tipped him 50 bucks, and the guy nearly fainted, he said. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. It's Dates in Miami Town at 560 WQAM. Once there was a senator who was caught indulging a habit. A boogaro, not much different like a typical neocon faggot. Bye. 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 